With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think I should be going. I think you'll be safe if you stay here tonight. Oh, you do, do you? I hope you don't think that you're going to get any of this cookie. Because if I offered you some of this cookie, this cookie might kill you. And don't think just because we've been frolicking in the park that you got this deal closed. Because it takes yeah, yeah, a lot. Now you can hit the sheet to the streets. It don't make me no never mind. Now that's your bag, baby. You can go or you could come. Can you dig it? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Dying time's here. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Oh, C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Hey everybody, welcome to episode maybe 170, I don't know anymore, I'm fucking... Yeah, sure, that sounds good. fucking terrific, but... Hey, we got a guest tonight, last minute guest, wanted to come on and hang out, Gary Hill's here. Hello guys, how you doing? Very good, and it's it's Comic Con week, so we should have some shit to talk about. Um, no, we don't. Not really. <laughs> I've got two things. <laughs> I should have asked earlier, but I I, I was going to say I went and watched a bunch of the Comic Con trailers. Basically, I kept the one. I haven't watched the the one that we'll watch later. Okay. I watched the Suicide Squad one, the very crooked bootleg Suicide Squad trailer, and I was I was impressed. I couldn't get it to come up. I thought it got pulled. Or maybe it did, maybe it did by now. I haven't seen it. I've seen nothing except for, uh, actually, I've, I've seen nothing. I don't know what the fuck is going on out there, man. I'm completely, Comic Con to me, I, I kind of hate it because it's, it's not about comics. It hasn't been for a long time, my friend. I know. Call it something else. Just call it fucking Movie Con, because, I'm sure they have comics there, and it's fucking probably very, very not a lot. But it seems like it defeats the purpose. But anyway, Gary's here. What have you been watching, sir? Uh, I've been watching Demons and stuff, because uh, uh, for this show, obviously. Uh, besides that, <laughs> I watched Terminator 2 because I went and saw Terminator Genesis. Those kind of go together, so. <laughs> what did you think? Did you understand a thing that was going on in that fucking movie? <laughs> I, I, I like Genesis because... It basically deletes two films for me, whereas which I could watch Terminator One, Terminator Two, then watch Genesis and feel completely fulfilled. Uh, I can skip three and four altogether, you know. <laughs> I like that. It's it's very it's so true though. If you see Genesis, you know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen Genesis yet, but I like where you're going with it. I didn't understand half the shit that was going on in Genesis. I kept turning to Josh from down the road and I'd be like, I, I wish. 
they would is J.K. Simmons is that supposed to be Lance Hendrickson's character from 1984? See that that, that that is a big question. You don't know who that is because he just shows up and knows of robots. Robot he, he claims he was a L.A. cop at the time that all that was happening. Yeah, maybe he was some kind of survivor, and when Arnie was blowing everybody away, you, you don't really know who he is. He's just there. Which why not get Lance Hendrickson? He'd probably 100 percent do it. He promoted the crap out of that movie. And, and didn't he get shot with an M16 or something? Yes. Yes. He, yeah, he gets shot and killed. But this movie seemed to blur the lines to begin yes. with from what Timelines, for sure. Yeah. Timelines. I, I've heard this challenges the Puppet Master timeline as Kyle and I were speaking of it last week. See, but it explains everything, though, so it's not really... I wouldn't call the, the echelon of Charlie Band a bad thing, but... <laughs> this does this does it a little, a little better than Charlie Band does. I don't know. It just that movie was a fucking hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but I had a good time seeing that. It uh, Ted Two as well. I've seen that as well, and that was that was a movie where Sam Jones shows up and does stuff and is awesome. And you're done. A bear wants to have a baby with a woman, and how's that work? You go find Tom Brady and try to get his sperm. Tom Brady's in that movie. Yeah, he's in that movie. Oh, fuck that guy! I don't want to see it now. It's 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 funny enough to say it's just as funny as the first one, and I can say it is. Mm-hmm. But you know, if, if you like the first, you like the second one. That's the best way I can describe it. If you like, you know, the first, you like the second one. Um, I I was I was fucking telling Tim about it. I was just like, I don't know. Well, Mila Kunis dropped out of it. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, as soon as they, they even said, hey, we're doing a sequel, she's like, nope. <laughs> I, I had one poo joke in that movie, and I'm good I'm, I'm good for no more poo jokes. I, I would have just countered uh, my Kunis's nope. Uh, didn't you just do Jupiter Descending? <laughs> Ascending oh, yes. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, he did. Yeah, I remember he was talking about that. Yeah, didn't you just do that? And that movie is... More under understandable than Terminator Genesis, even though that movie's a fucking train wreck too. Yeah, this got Terry Gilliam in it supposedly. I, I never watched it to make it that far, but you know, I own it somewhere in my, my digital library. Terry Gilliam's in that? Yeah, that's I hear. Yeah. Where the fuck at? I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's boring as shit. <laughs> um. Besides that, I watched Free Enterprise for no good reason because I pulled a sound bite out of it and I figured why not watch it. And what you know, the fuck is Free Enterprise? For these these two nerds meet William Shatner and uh, oh man, uh, chaos <laughs> ensues. And yeah, I, I I think it's really funny. Still, it's got a lot of like jokes that you would enjoy, like Logan's Run jokes and stuff like that in it. And the one guy's turning thirty to so do like a whole montage of what would happen if he was in Logan's Run world and. A lot of references you guys will probably understand, so I think if you've ever seen Free Enterprise, you guys probably enjoy that movie because it's like a nerd um, smorgasbord of you know pop culture references and Bill Shatner rapping William Shakespeare, you know, and nice. <laughs> Is it like fanboys, but for the Star Trek crowd? Well, it was made way before fanboys, so oh, okay. Technically, technically fanboys is like Free Enterprise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, something I enjoy. I, I watched it probably a lot of times, and, like I said, I pulled the soundbite out of it, so I watched it again, and it was, uh, it was still enjoyable. Uh, besides that, there was other stuff that I, I can never remember what I watched all the way. 
Oh, it was a blast in the, pla- blast in the past. I-, I bought it used at uh, FYE of all places. Full Eclipse with Mario Van Peebles. That's, yes. that's a Tim movie. Tim loves yes. that movie. Yes. I need to get that movie. I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember when it premiered on HBO. Love that. HBO movie. made that, right? Yes, they I did. They did. Love that movie. Now you gotta I, find I, cast I, a deadly spell somewhere. See, I can't step into a F, Fye. I'm afraid uh, Fye might melt down if I stepped in there. We used to have those around here, and not anymore. They went the way of the dodo, just like Suncoast Video did. I was in there once. And got in an argument about how much they charge for different DVDs. <laughs> and basically, in so many words, was thrown out without being thrown out. Uh, Your bands are, I'll see you later. And it was just like, because they were, I forget what it was, but it was some bad movie they were selling for twenty four ninety nine on DVD and found a Blu-ray of a newer movie for nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I just, I picked both of them up and I just, I, I, yelled up there was like nobody in the store is like so who are you trying to ass rape here <laughs> and that started the argument about movies oh and we, we were doing a show that hasn't been recorded yet but i watched the films for it uh it's called doing the dragon justice so i watched uh enter the dragon first just to get a refresher course i enter the dragon and for that show we did mortal Com- we we're doing mortal Kombat, jim kata and balls of fury so i watched all three of those films for that show as well oof mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's 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 the dragon, it's end of the dragon thing all over again. So I had to pick three films that were like end of the dragon, and see how they did the dragon justice. And you know, I think Balls of Fury does it the best, if you ask me. <laughs> That's picking a turd out of like three turds. It's it's it's, re- it's really funny though. I don't know. I can't explain why I love it so much. That's trying to describe the best turd in the turd bowl. Hey, Mortal Kombat was fun. Yeah, if you're like a 13 year old kid, it was 1992. Well, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, it's so much better than uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, man. Mortal Kombat 2, a group of, I think, four or five of my friends went to see that at the theater. Uh, My buddy Saxman got into a fistfight in the lobby because (laughs) earlier in the day he found a red crayon on the the fucking ground. and, And he was punk rock Saxman. And some asshole in a big, huge uh truck just ran right in the fucking parking spot we were parking in and, and told us to fuck off. So Saxman rode all over his car and then he <laughs> grabbed Saxman in the fucking, he grabbed him in the, in the lobby and my buddy Wilkie uh, beat the living shit out of him in the lobby. And that dude got kicked out and we all got free movies. So I don't know how that works, but yeah. it's not like, it's not like RoboCop where, you go to a midnight showing a RoboCop, and all of a sudden you're fighting eight 15-year-olds, and you got Rick talking about he has flip-flops on? <laughs> he can't fight because he has flip-flops? <laughs> yes. No, we all fell every single one of us, all five dudes, fell asleep during Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, my God. It was like we paid to take a fucking nap. It was the worst, one of the worst experiences I've ever had in a the theater. It was ridiculous. Oh, and uh, one, more thing, one more thing I'll promote that we did last night, actually, is uh, something for um, Ernie Reyes Jr. We did the two drink minimum commentaries. We did Turtles 2, where we promoted his uh, GoFundMe page for his kidney surgery. So if you guys find that, look for that. And, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. Mean kidneys? He needs kidney yeah. surgery? Yeah, he's just like a big thing now. I need like $1,000 left to, to get the whole thing, but, you know. I figured I'd do something for it because he's a he's a nice guy. I've met him a couple of times at the conventions and stuff, and 
he might be worth, I don't like that shit, but I would probably throw $3 his way because I enjoy Red Sonja. <laughs> oh, Red Sonja. Have you ever seen a film called Pool Hall Junkies? No. That's a good movie. It's a good drama type, you know, dude bro movie if you guys want to watch that. I, it's one of my go-to movies to watch when I know nothing else to watch. It sounds like The Wanderers or something like that. I like that. Is it in that same vein? Like the Warriors or the Wanderers? Or no, no, shit? they're just like a bunch of friends who like to play play pool and gamble, and one of the guys is really good, and he gets basically fucked over by Chaz Palmentary when he was young, and like, you know, he was going to be professional, and so basically they, they, they fuck him over, and it's basically Chaz, Chaz Palmentary's um, revenge on him. Who's it? Ricky Schroeder's in that movie. Oh, uh, Ricky Schroeder. Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville and stuff, stuff is in that movie. Uh, Christopher Walken's in that movie. Does uh, Rosenbaum have hair? Rosenbaum has hair, and he's he's pretty good in that movie. I'm not sure I know who that guy is. Yeah, he played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. He, he actually owns a copy of Holy Shit Zombies. He's he, really cool dude Rick and I met at a... Cleveland comic book convention cool. and actually got him to sign a picture for the wife because the wife really liked him when Smallville was on and he was just we just kept talking to him because he was he said he was bored and he just started hanging out with us <laughs> <laughs> well he was so overjoyed that me and my friend brought a poster for Pool of Junkies we both brought, brought like 11 by 17 poster and he was just so overjoyed not to see Smallville or Justice League stuff Oh yeah. Talk about something else. <laughs> something that we enjoy and something that he enjoys, you know, that kind of thing and you know and that's pretty awesome though. Pretty awesome should, dude. Should have found a what is that movie, Sorority Boys? I I enjoy that movie. I don't know why. Yeah, I should have found one of those posters. I don't even know what that is either. <laughs> What'd you watch, Tim? I didn't watch a whole lot this week. Uh, I did watch Puppet Master 4, 5, and 6 last night uh, in a row. Hard. Holy cow. Yeah, the, the daughter wanted to watch them, so we checked it out. But I have watched a couple of movies. I did get a movie called uh, Shark's Treasure. Oh, that's the one with Yafet Kodo. He beats the sharks with an oar. Yes. That's the one I'm always fucking wanting to see. Yes, I found it. On that uh, that channel I always tell you about, that disc channel. Yeah? I found it earlier this week on that channel. Oh, shit. And recorded it, and it's from 1975. It just, it's a fun film in general. It, it just, it's a fun film. There's not a whole lot of sharks, but basically the premise no, is... No, the fucking Yafat Kodo beat them all up with a boat oar. <laughs> yeah, well, some dude hires Yafat Kodo and his... Vietnam buddy and they go out looking for treasure and basically all these uh, prison escapees basically raid their boat <laughs> after they get most of the treasure and it's basically them trying to survive these prison escapees. So, but yeah, you do get y- Yafat Kodo fighting sharks. Yep. Uh oh, Gary's internet's dying. I just seen it. He gotta go. Is he there? Oh, poop. I wonder if it's because of all the yelling in the background. I don't know what that was. I thought that was your house. <laughs> Dude, I was starting. I was losing track of what Yids were talking about because I'm listening to what's going on in the background. Maybe he got murdered. I hope not. <laughs> if he didn't. Uh, Somebody was getting murdered. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not like his wife we're or gonna have a, We're going to have a, a fucking Ohio players love roller coaster situation going on here. There's going to be a murder caught on tape. It was, it, it, I was just sitting there laughing. <laughs> but anyhow, should I continue? Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, anyhow, I watched Sharks, uh, Sharks Treasure. Um, did I talk about Son of Dracula? Yeah. No. Okay. So, cause I know, remember I told you I got a couple of, uh, I just did a couple of reviews for Hoshelder. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, for the drive-in. For the drive-in, yeah. yeah. And I remember we talked about, uh, Tomb of Liera, or Ligiera, and, um Yeah, all the, all the Poe. Yeah, we were talking about those. Well, I, you know, I watched the Tomb one, and I watched Mask of Red Death, and I believe we talked about that. But Son of Dracula, you need to go on YouTube and watch this, like, after the show, dude. When, when was this? Is this the 70s, or? It, it's, this is a 1974 film, and get this. This 1974 film stars Ringo Starr. Oh, I looked this up last week when we were talking about Ringo. Yeah, and it's produced by him. And like the movie never came out on VHS or something. Dude, is there? Are you tell? Are you telling me that there is a sub genre called Ringo exploitation? Yes, I like it. You you need for anybody that hears this show. For what I've been told and I've read, if you find a VHS, that's gold, basically, because, like, just copies of this movie are scarce as is. Like, this movie literally hit the States for a day, and that was it. Like, it, it just, it was just trashed. But we're talking, he's not too far away from the Beatles, like, apparently... One or two songs, like that's the big thing. You can buy the soundtrack for this movie still. He did. The, he did actual songs or just the score. Him and Harry Nielsen that's wrote a bunch of juggernauts songs. right there. Yeah, they wrote a bunch of songs, and apparently one or two songs were throwaways from the Beatles days. Wow, and maybe you right. know what? That's probably why this movie is still around. Yeah, and it just and it, the whole point to the movie, by the way, is. Ringo Starr is Merlin. Harry Nielsen's the son of Dracula, of course. And he's about to be crowned king of the netherworld because his dad was killed 100 years ago. Is, it's now 1974. Is little Nicky? Every, uh, every about seven and a half minutes, Harry Nielsen stops at a bar and decides to do a musical number. Um, then he falls in love with some broad named Amber who happens to be assistant for Dr. Van Helsing, and he decides he wants to be human and not the king of the netherworld anymore, and Merlin is going to try to help him through this. This is Little Nicky. This, well, you could say that, but literally this, it's not so much the movie is good or bad. This movie is an absolute mess. It is a mess of a movie, and just knowing they exist, I was happy just watching it. Because it's it's so bad, it's kind of like one of those things. I'm surprised somebody hasn't tried to like make this like you need to watch this at midnight and stuff like that. You know, try to like make a DVD of it just being a midnight movie because it's just a, a holy mess. It's hilarious. But anyhow, how did you get you, a hold of it? Is this not a print it's man? A, YouTube. No I shit. Found it on, yeah, found it on YouTube. I'd even ask Dan for it, because even Dan was like, 
when I gave him the list of movies that I was looking for, he didn't even look for it yet, but he's like, well, what the hell is this? I said, apparently there's a Son of Dracula with Ringo Starr in it. And even Dan was like, he'd never heard of it. So I was like, I know this was... This is playing at that drive-in in September. Holy shit, like for 35 millimeter or? I'm guessing. Wow. I, I'm guessing. I, all I know, copies of this movie are very hard to come by. I, there is no DVD of it. And like I said, a VHS copy of it is supposedly like holding gold. Jeez. So, but anyhow, I figured you'd get a kick out of Ringo Starr as Merlin. <laughs> Merlin in a Dracula movie is just weird. Yeah, and Ringo puts even some of his own money into this movie. So <laughs> he was swimming in it, I'm sure. Uh, anyhow, uh, watched a, a m- more recent movie called Rites of Spring. Do you ever uh, hear about that? Maybe. Okay. Well, Rites of Spring is the whole premise of the movie is for the past 25 years, this small town in Mississippi, young women go missing. And the reason is because this farmer sacrifices women to a creature that lives in the basement of his barn. <laughs> He's supposed to be some kind of scarecrow creature that brings him an early harvest. Okay. Yeah, I, this is a <laughs> scarecrow movie. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It, it, it is and it isn't. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I got another screener from Camp Motion Pictures again and a poster. I gotta thank those guys. I can't. They just, I'm surprised. They don't even email me. They just send me stuff. Tim, you got the hookup. I don't know how you did it with Shout Factory. I don't know how you did it with those dudes. And Synapse. Synapse. That, not Shout Factory. I meant Synapse. Well, I, I, well I, I, I've said the ultimate will be if the Synapse popcorn Blu-ray comes to my house. I'm robbing your house that night. <laughs> I'm on drive. And, and fucking Rob, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit if that actually sees the light of day. I have been well, I was waiting, gonna say, waiting, you're... waiting, and I haven't heard shit about it. Yeah, neither have I. I was gonna say, you're gonna be coming in two weeks, so. Uh-huh. Uh, I, they just sent me a new movie called Call Girl of Cthulhu. I've heard of this. Yes, this one, I believe, I don't think the whole movie was a Kickstarter thing. Uh, there was parts in the movie they were trying to get financed. I'm not sure if it was the creature effects. If it was the creature effects, more power to you because they were awesome. Uh, Camp Motion Pictures is releasing December 15th. Um, same guys that did your Halloween special movie, that WNUP or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, those guys are cool, but, yeah, I like those. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they are the same people behind this movie. This is their latest feature, Call Girl of Cthulhu. It, of course, you know, it's based on Lovecraft, but the whole point to the movie is, uh, a struggling artist, he basically meets an escort. He falls in love with her, takes her on a date, and next thing you know, eventually, like, the old, the great old ones come to visit him. He doesn't realize who these people are, but they are the great old ones, and they need her because she has a tattoo of Cthulhu on her butt. And she is supposed to be the vessel. So Cthulhu's well, gonna come out of her butt? Um, somewhat. <laughs> it, it just, oh, it, I was just making notes while I'm watching the movie. You have a death by a plastic fan <laughs> in Dildo. You have a, you have the Church of Starry Wisdom, which is where all the Cthulhu people happen to hang out. Okay. 
But the whole point is, she is the escort is a vessel, and she basically is able to open up the gate and carry Cthulhu in her body. And Wilcox, the artist, doesn't know about this, but he basically his roommate helps him along, and they're trying to stop the coming of Cthulhu. Now, here's the thing: the first half of the movie, yes, airs a bunch of TNA. Second half of the movie, you get past like it. It literally feels like it's two different movies. Like the first movie, because it is supposed to be about escorts or whatever. That it's basically they establish what she does, which you didn't need to establish. But the second half of the movie is just great because it is all kinds of independent madness of just gooey creatures. Uh, the great old ones just killing people. Uh, this crazy kind of priest looking dude that is looking for the, looking for the vessel, looking for this escort the whole movie. He keeps stealing all these whores and turns them into zombie whores. And he keeps calling them his zombie whores. Ed and Quillen, has, listen up, buddy. This movie is yeah, for you. Yeah. And has them eating people. It's just a lot of, like, you can tell, like I said, I think the Kickstarter part was for to do some of the effects and there's exploding heads there is another cthulhu like creature that's coming out of the gate that's really awesome it's kind of like uh jack brooks the monster slayer kind of only good what's that i mean that jack brooks oh that's a bad movie but yeah i, I enjoyed it yeah but it could have been so much better well, I, I know where you're coming They know, from. they know they fucked up, and they're making a sequel, supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. But there is a lot of cool effects in this, and I think the movie gets better as you go. As, the longer you watch this movie called Girl of Cthulhu, the, actually, the better it gets. Usually, you're sitting there, and it's kind of like, eh, no, this movie actually gets much better. It's very cool, very bloody. Uh, just a lot of fun stuff. If you're into the Cthulhu and there is a lot of people into just Cthulhu Mm -hmm. and the whole thing, you're going to love this movie. And I have to say, and I have to point this out, they have a ton of extras. Of course, they have like two different commentaries, a bunch of extras, my favorite extra on the movie. And the reason everybody should buy this movie in September, just for this mere reason, has an extra called My Five-Year-Old Niece Explains Cthulhu. <laughs> it is like, like three minutes. It is, yeah, it is like three minutes long, and I laughed my ass off. It is great. And it, she does. She explains Cthulhu, and it, it, it's just, I had me rolling on the floor. But yeah, Call Girl of Cthulhu, uh, Camp Motion Pictures, AlternativeCinema.com. Do yourselves a favor. Um, if you like Cthulhu, you're going to want to buy this movie. It's a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Uh, like I said, it just, there's just a lot going on in it. And the movie starts off as your, like, your typical TNA movie. And then it's just like, as soon as it gets into the second half of the movie, it's all, Cthulhu monsters and the great old ones and crazy over the top gore. Just a lot of fun in general. So, but yeah, that was what, uh, Camp Motion Picture sent me. And I watched nonstop. That is 
Okay, I know what you're talking about. I was yes. I, my mind went fucking somewhere else. I saw a picture of Brianna Tarth on fucking YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Hello. Don't don't care to talk about Liam Neeson. Uh, I I like that one. I know John Cross was a super huge fan of that one. That's yeah. I was gonna say. I remember you told me uh, Run All Night was better than. Oh, Run All Night was. Oh, yeah, man, that was just the perfect. So I I chose to watch nonstop just because. It's throat punching at thirty thousand feet. Yeah, it's basically what it is. It, it it nonstop is my argument on why Liam Neeson needs to go make a team part two. I could I could buy that. I, I would watch 18 Part 2. That's a movie I need to go back to. I watched that, like, once. I really liked it and just never went back. I've watched it, uh, like, a dozen or so times. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where I see Run All that uh, run all Night before I see Nonstop. Mm-hmm. And Run All Night's great. But then I go and I watch Nonstop just out of curiosity. And it's kind of like, dude, you turned on A-Team 2 to do this. It's like, mm. this movie is, is like, eh. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just, it, it's one of those movies literally you could just put on and you talk through and not pay attention. And it's like, oh, uh, Liam Neeson, he throat punched somebody. He shot somebody. He saves the movie. He's in the air. On a yeah, plane. movie's over. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, it, it's not, ex- it, it, I think it's kind of hard to make a good airplane action movie. Like, where if that's where all the action's going to take place to begin with. But we're talking about he's done three Taken movies, and he's done all these other action movies, and it's like, this is the the, the example. Like, it, to, for me at least, it's like, you could have done A-Team 2, and I would have been more entertained, dude. Yeah, totally. Especially if they would have got all those dudes back. But A-Team 2... Or, there, or a team. I really liked it, but man, I like Charteau Copley a bunch. That should have been Bill Mosley as Howlin' Mad Murdoch. <laughs> that should have been Bill Mosley. They just—that is one. They fucked that up. Should have been Bill Mosley. I wonder if he even tried to get that part. Probably not. I was going to say probably but not man. because just the all the people in there. It just doesn't seem like. Bill Mosley would have stuck out like a sore thumb. Well, he's coming off a of Devil's Rejects. That just I know, like... I know what you're saying, but do you see what I'm saying about the star power even at that time? I mean, now they're even bigger, but at that time, the faces that were in that film. I mean, just Bradley Cooper was the, uh, Neeson, the other guy. The guy who played yeah, PA, but you had Jessica Biel, and you had uh, the dude that's playing. Who gives uh, a fuck about? I, that is one person I don't give a fuck about. I don't. I don't either. But I'm trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to do this evenly here. I don't give a flying fornication about her either. But it just the names that were in that movie don't scream to me like Bill Mosley should have been in. Uh, I, I would have. It would have been the best casting. Yeah, it would have because you wouldn't expected it. No, he would have been great too. He looks like Murdoch. There was a there was a time in my life that I thought that was Murdoch for about three weeks <laughs> when I was a little kid. I thought Murdoch was Chop Top, and then the internet happened, <laughs> and I figured out it wasn't. 
But anyway, that all you watched, sir? That's all I watched, sir. Oh god, I didn't watch anything. I had I had a sixty six hour week. Yeah, uh, I watched. Sounded like you didn't do well. No, it's just pfft. I'm behind on the episodes so bad. I need to get caught up big time. Uh, Stan. A whole bunch of shit happened. I I bought a new couch. I had to drag it in the house. Just a bunch of shit. But I have been playing like a son of a bitch. I should have edited the shows, but I was playing Bloodborne. And I got to tell you, that is a goddamn masterpiece of a fucking game. Nobody has made a game better than Bloodborne. It is the the best horror game ever. Uh, I think they got the Lovecraft shit down right. It's it's a video game. You guys listening and you have a PlayStation 4, get this game. If you like games, this is for you. Just know that it is hard. It is purposely extremely hard. Any enemy in that game can one-shot kill you. You can't, but, you can't button mash your way through the game, which turns a lot of people off probably. You have to know how to block and how to dodge and how to get in and get your shots and get the fuck out or you're going to get murdered. It's just the best looking game. It's basically, I'm just wandering a planet of evil churches and wood. <laughs> and it's just the most up my alley game I've ever fucking played. I've played, I'm still, I still haven't beat it yet. I, I'll get to a boss and I will be frightened and scared of the boss. Like I, I, I fucking, went into this big chapel and all of a sudden like a three story electric werewolf was charging me. And I was like, Oh my God, what the fuck? One of the best moments in video games I've ever had was I was so far. And basically the crux of this game is if you kill something, you get blood echoes and that's like points to level up your character. Okay. If you die, uh, where you die, you drop all those points. You can go back and pick them up, but if you die again, they're all gone. So, like, the best part of the, the – I, I was having such a blast playing it, and I got to this really weird part. I'm in the sewer, and I'm rocking down the sewer, and I just get, chi- like, charged by a giant undead boar. A big fucking pig just charges my ass and, and stomps me to death. And I'm like, that is the greatest thing I think I've ever fucking seen. But I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's just the best fucking thing. Go buy the fucking game. If you've got a PlayStation 4, get on there and play me. Play with me. It's so fun. But I did watch, I have been watching the 70s on CNN. And this week was the best episode I think they've done yet. I don't know how many episodes this is going to run. But this one was all about uh, cults and serial killers of the 70s. Okay. People lost their shit in the 70s, man. What's the name of the show? It's just called The 70s. Oh, okay. On okay. CNN. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was watching, what was it, The 80s the other night. Yeah, I seen it was on. They're playing it again, but The 70s is their new one. Yes, yes. I, mean, I remember you saying Man, this. Yeah, yeah. People went, people lost their shit in the 80s. It started with Manson, and then you had the Night or what was the one? The Night Strangler, yeah. The dude that was just strangling chicks and from on hillside. Then you went to, uh, they had Bundy on there. They talked about Gacy. They talked about, uh, the son of Sam. 
And I got to ask you, because I'm not a big serial killer fan. I, I, I don't even like the movies so much. There's like a handful that are good. Zodiac was in the show, and I think after after Zodiac, there's there's no reason to ever make another serial killer movie ever again. That's the yeah. best. That movie is just phenomenal. But who is your who was like the craziest in Tim Gross's opinion? Who was the craziest of all the serial killers in the seventies? Oh, the seventies. Yeah. Uh, who, who's, who is who strikes? You as, I was going like to say, just of any of them that I can remember, I was going to say Dahmer always has interest me, but I would have to say the Zodiac, because that one... He is creepy. He's still out there. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the town that dreaded sundown kind of thing. Yeah, that Phantom Killer's still out there, too. Yeah, and that was the most unique about uh, the Zodiac Killer. Was just, I mean, they made a movie that was the main plot of Dirty Harry, mm-hmm. and it just—it it is one of those things. It just—it's never truly been solved. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy, and just it just even to think of what he was poking he and he was poking and prodding the police, daring them. Yeah, yeah, with the notes and, and shit. Just, and I was gonna say, just his. Just the way he went about things, uh, he kind of, the way he went about things, it was just like any serial killer since then, you kind of, you think he basically, he written the guide to be the ultimate serial killer. Mm -hmm. Like people that have gone down this path or the BTK killer or some of these other serial killers over the years, it, it does bring you back to did the Zodiac basically do the unofficial guide to of how to be a successful serial killer. He's weird I to me say. because I think he is not crazy, if that makes sense. He's in, He was insanely smart. He was not crazy, and he knew what he was doing. Now, I think, like, they had Bundy. I think Bundy was a crazy person. I think fucking uh, Gacy was a super crazy person. And yeah. I have never understood why people flocked to Charles Manson. Yep. Uh, he's, yeah. he's just a fucking four-star lunatic. Do you feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like I don't see the Zodiac Killer as a crazy person. You know what I mean? He was deliberate in, in his plots and, and shit. It's just, I don't know. And there's something about Gacy that just... He bugs the fuck out of me. Like, he was a... I think he had the highest murder count, and he was a pillar of the community, and just the clown angle is just fucking... Ugh. You know? Zodiac was the only one to ever have a fucking good movie. But anyway, I did watch something I forgot about. Um, Okay, so all credit in the world goes to our spooky buddy, Parker Bowman, and his podcast, Junk Food Dinner. So I sent this link to you. They covered this week this movie from 1967. It's a Russian movie. Yeah, Vi. Called, called Vi. Yeah. V-I-Y. 
Holy cow, it's on YouTube. It's fucking phenomenal. The, you, everyone needs to go see this. It's on YouTube. It's in subtitles, which you know how I am with that. Uh, basically I'll just give the story in a nutshell. Uh, a monk accidentally, uh, is attacked by a witch and the witch turns it, does a bunch of crazy shit, like picks the monk up, flies him around. Um, guy kills the witch. Uh, the witch turns into a young lady that is dead. The dude who runs the town tells this monk he's got to spend three nights in her crypt, reading her the last rites, and every night crazy shit happens. And it, this movie, in a nutshell, is amazing on the level of Evil Dead 2. That's and crazy for you to say that. In its special effects and how they use them and the ingenious ways they came up with doing stuff in 1967. It's fucking phenomenal, unbelievable. I've never heard of this movie in my entire life. It's fucking great. You need to fucking watch this, Tim Gross. We need to get word out. Everybody, this is like undiscovered shit here. This is a fucking brilliant-ass Russian movie. It's so creepy. Like I said, the effects are of Evil Dead 2, Raimi, Ingenuity. In 1967, it is unfucking believable and phenomenal. Everybody go watch it. I don't know. I can't tell anything. I'm not going to look it up. I don't know any releases in America. Like I said, never heard anybody fucking utter this movie ever. Not once. But they covered it on their show, and I've watched it, and it is fucking amazing. But this movie uh, has been remade. Uh, the remake is is also called V. It, it, was, it was remade by Universal as a huge budget Universal movie. For Russia, is it, and like, it's come out, I think it's come out in America under the title Forbidden Empire, and, and it has uh, Jason Fleming in it, and it's, somebody pretty much aped Terry Gilliam to make this movie, it's like a Terry Gilliam movie, but not as good, mm-hmm. but go watch it anyway, I watched them both, and they are fucking, that, that first one, it'll really knock your fucking socks off, dude. You'll be like, I can't believe they were doing this in 1967. Is this, like, available on it's YouTube? It's on YouTube, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh. Mm-hmm. I might have to do that then, sir. People need to see this, because it is... It's unfucking believable But that is all I watch, sir. Oh, we got Comic-Con going on, sir. Actually, I got some Can You Dig It's about some Comic-Con stuff and some... Go for it. ...other shit, but I, we got to get to this first, because... We gotta watch the Ash vs. the Evil Dead trailer because I saved it. I already watched it. I've watched it Did you? three times now. I have not seen it. I'm gonna, uh, actually, oh, you, I'm not gonna send you a link. It's just on the front page of IMDb, but. I was gonna say it's on the front page of Bloodbass and Boomsticks too. Oh, is it? The Facebook page, yeah, I put it there. I have reserved my judgment until right now. So let's watch it. Here we go. Because I wanted, to, I was wondering if you watched. I wanted to hear your reaction to it. Because I'll tell you mine after we're done. And only one man would rise to stand against it. There's the car. I like that. Yep. And supposedly it is the original car. Oh no! Ash and a girdle. For good reason. Oh, please don't be that, Bruce Campbell. I want ass kicking Ash. 
Pablo. I'm gonna tell you something I've never told anyone. Uh -oh. 30 years ago, my friends and I spent the night at a cabin. We found the Necronomicon ex mortis. This kind of looks like Bubba Hotep, too. or not Bubba Hotep, but my name is Bruce Part 2. Uh, see, I get a better feeling than you are from it. I'm not getting a bad vibe. I'm liking what I see so far, but it kind of looks cheap, but I'm gonna, you know. This is my favorite fucking movie of all time. But now, the evil has found me. Oh, there we go. That's the Ash I know. Oh. First thing I gotta do is see a guy about a book. <laughs> some spell I can say to undo all this. The other first thing I gotta do is some cardio, because my heart is jackhammering like a quarterback on prom night. Oh, and no, okay. Don't don't give me a million I'm old jokes. We bust in there, fight through the carnage, let the boomstick do the talking, things get hairy, use your bottle. Um... What? I don't think it's a very good weapon, Hefe. You had to stab like 50 times. Ooh, there's gore all over the place. Yeah. I like that. I'm ready. Whoa, that was cool. Looked like a dead eye, but whatever. Yeah. That looked like a fucking dead eye. That was Xena? Yes. Didn't look like her. Oh, it's called She's Gotten Older. She looked good. I thought it was Peg Bundy for a second. No. It's Lucy Lawless. Let's go. Well. Ah. Uh. I'm not a grief counselor, but if it's What the hell is your like young problem? That ice ruined your life and you're hot as hell. You know they were Jewish, right? I, I did <laughs> Fucking not. piece of shit. Are you having problems over there? The yes. Process, but... Fucking hate this fucking okay. computer. Fucking goddamn fucking thing. Halloween, huh? Yep. Well, I I get stars. Is this gonna be enough for Tim Gross to order stars? I they, are you recording? Yeah, I just watched it. Okay. Uh, actually, yes, that's what I said to my wife. I cool. said this actually makes me want to get stars now. Stars is Stars is probably if it wasn't for if it wasn't for like all the original HBO programming like the Game of Thrones and the True Detective it's it's the best I think it's ten bucks I think it's worth it yeah I get it I I'll get it for a couple of months just to watch mm -hmm. that I and Dano and I uh, traded comments on the Bloodbass Facebook page and like I said my only concern is as long as that is not just the first episode. That you mean all that trailer was from the first episode? I well, he pointed out, yeah, that's probably from it. But I'm saying it better be like that throughout the series. And what, what did it say? Didn't we read that Raimi's doing the first two? Something like it. Yes, that will be good. Then, goddamn, I would hate to be the director who has to follow Sam Raimi. Doing yeah. an Evil Dead TV show. Holy shit, I'd hate to be that guy. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. It, it just... My biggest thing is that show better be what it's advertising. You know what I mean? 
It, I just don't want I'm I'm an I'm old joke every five fucking minutes. They could run that fucking horse right into the goddamn ground real quick. Oh well, yes, they could. But I think that's gonna have to be part of it in order for it to work. Sure. I I, I think it, I don't think it's gonna be a major part, but they are gonna have to. That's gonna be part of that show. Because it has been literally. We're coming up now on what is it? Twenty three years since Army of Darkness. Ninety two, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, and literally over thirty for Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes sense. I I mean, look, it's Evil Dead. I I just don't. I just don't understand why why we can't get a part four. I don't get well, that, we'll give you a remake, we'll give you a TV show, see, uh, part I, four, fuck yourself. I said that, I said to Dano, I didn't say like, why can't we get a part four? My goal of this show, if it is good as the first episode, like that trailer is showing what it's gonna be. Yeah. If that series even runs one season, and does what it's supposed to do, for me, it gives me closure as an Evil Dead fan. Because I'm sorry, I have come to the point we will never have Evil Dead for. I, I keep hope alive. Uh, I, for that, I, <coughs> I really do. I do think we'll get it. Because yep. the only other thing, now coming from a fan, a fan point of view, the one thing that upsets me about this show is I want an answer. Of the alternative ending to Army of Darkness. I think that's where this is going to pick up. Like how he's gotten back in time from the future? Yeah, I think. I hope you're it, right. it would be It would be my guess, but yeah, I'm with you there. I, that I, is my one thing. If I'm going to be a dick and just like want something to happen. That is- they'll do the they'll do the rundown the first five minutes of the show just in case you know get everybody caught up that uh, hasn't seen or even knows that that's based on a movie you know what I mean yeah they'll do that ooh breaking news Ghoulies is on Tim it's good encore always got something good yes they do fucking Ghoulies kind of suck though it ain't no Ghoulies too but I'll take it god damn anyway fucking computer. Dude, didn't you just buy a new computer? That was a couple years ago. God damn. I remember your computer died while doing the show. <laughs> it just, uh, this one's dying already. Well, anyway, we got some Can You Dig It's. I got some. Go ahead. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> Okay, are you ready for 10 new Scream Factory fucking announcements? I heard they, I forget the movie they're releasing that I heard somebody was You're going to have, you're going to crap on a couple. Okay. You're going to shit yourself on a couple. Here we go. Tim Gross, this is a movie I've never seen, and uh, it's got the word massacre, women's prison massacre. I've heard of it. Never seen it. Um, Neither have I, but I think actually... I don't think Charles Band owned it, but he, I believe, might have had it on Full Moon Streaming at one point. Would this be an Empire movie, maybe? It's a possibility, yes. That might be. See, I'm not totally know who's 
behind that. But I also believe there was a a DVD release of this many years ago. Okay. So the next one, uh, Bava's Blood and Lace. This is, yeah, this one's been a while in the, it just, this one's been in the works. I actually don't know. That is, yeah, I think it's Bava. Anyway. That one's been in the works. Yeah. Uh, the John, old black toe joint, Troll. Yeah, I heard about that. Which, I don't know what else they can do with it. I recently watched that movie. Yeah. It's still pretty good. I still kind of like that movie. It's a little creepy kids movie. Now, again, I believe the first couple of movies you have said so far, including Troll, mm-hmm. are at one point MGM releases. You mean uh, the Burn On Demand shit? Before that. But that's what I'm saying. Is this... Hey, MGM is not doing anything with this, so let's do something. Because uh, the next one is Ghost Story movie. I've I've never seen a Ghost Story. Yes, well, Ghost Story has been on DVD before, but it was a No Thrills DVD, as they called it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's for its time. It's got Fred Astaire. It's it's a real yeah grandpa cast. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. It's a slow moving. Kinda, a kind of haunting movie. Uh, it time has not been kind to that. Oh, it's got but, shocker syndrome. What's that? It's got shocker syndrome. Y- yeah, it just it, it was a product of its time. Somebody basically decided, hey, let's get all the cool old people in this flick. We'll do a horror movie, and it's kind of one of those. Today, it would be considered a PG horror movie or a PG thirteen horror movie. Yeah, you know. We're back in the day. It's R-rated. It was one of those things. It drew people in just because of name recognition, even though everybody in it is old. But time has not stood still for that film. But there has been a DVD release of it. Well, the next one is William Friedkin joint that we did on the show a while back, The Guardian. Yes. See, this is icy. This is I kind of like that movie, yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering... Is there any extras or anything announced that's going to be with these? It's Scream Factory, so you're probably, yeah, there's probably a lot of extras. Okay, because if there's not, to me, this is runs of, uh, this is the whole MGM library. Uh, we paid a very, very small fee for these, and instead of them doing on-demand stuff, print-on-demand, we're just going to go ahead and release these. Okay. Because they... That was how they got Arena. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? The America 3000, that kind of stuff. Speaking of America 3000, that reminds me of Turkey Shoot. Did you know they made a remake of Turkey Shoot? No. Yeah. When? <laughs> I don't know. It just hit the other day on the internet. Really? Yeah, I was looking at the new releases, Turkey Shoot. And I'm like, what? Is it being called Escape 2000? No, it's, it's just called Turkey Shoot. Huh. And it's a remake. I I looked it up on IMDb. I who think. does it star? Oh, God. The guy who was... Oh, shit, I can't think of his name. Prison Break guy. Guy who was Dracula in Blade 3. Oh, uh, Dominic Purcell, who also did In the Name of the King 3. Only you would know that. <laughs> Only you would fucking know that. <laughs> Isn't that why I'm on the show? <laughs> Let's see here.
here who's in this. <laughs> that will blow Tristan Gnarly Martin's brain. Yeah, nobody I recognize, just him. Yep, then, yeah, that's a cheap, yeah, somebody, man, you're, you're, you're shooting low, <laughs> man, you're remaking Turkey Shoot and nobody knew or cared. Yeah, directed by some dude named Don Hewitt, who has directed nothing I fucking recognize. <laughs> Bloodlust, Red Ball, Acolytes, X, Night of Vengeance, and Turkey Shoot. I might have to check this out, man. I don't know. You don't know, man. It might be good, but with that Dominic Purcell guy, I, I'm not putting high hopes in it. I don't blame you. Even though I do love that one movie, uh, Primeval, he's in where, with the alligator. Yes. God damn, was... that's a fucking great movie. Yeah, you beat me to it on that one. Yeah, okay. I was going to say that. Okay, on with the, on with the Screen Factory announcements. We got five more. Uh, the next one is Death Becomes Her. Why? Pretty, I like that movie. It's pretty cool. It's got uh, great it's... effects. You can have it. It's just them making fun of dying old old people. Bruce Willis playing old. I like that movie. Uh, this one, I can't imagine what the fuck. They're really reaching for the nostalgia on this one. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't this not on DVD and no one cared? I think this and was somebody one told me on demand ones. Rick told me it's on Blu-ray and it, or it's coming to Blu-ray. My main thing was, is it going to have a bunch of extras for it? Because if not, I'm just going to go buy the $5 DVD. I'm not even going to waste my money. That movie's a terrible fucking movie. And well, of course I need it for part of my collection since well, it's terrible. But like I said, I, I mean, honestly, when you are putting some of these movies out, sometimes not just putting them out is. <laughs> what people want and i think that's what shout factory a lot of times i think they'll be extras dude they don't skimp banking on shit uh another one uh, well hey i just realized you got two phil fondacaro movies on this fucking you got troll and garbage pail kids yeah there you go josh teeter your boy getting two new releases uh the next one is befuddling i I don't understand why i released this return of living dead Mm. that's out it's, Didn't they just do like some kind of big old special Blu-ray of that's that? That's got so, that's, there's Army of Darkness, and the, there's the Evil Dead trilogy, then there's Return of the Living Dead with its fucking releases, then Return of the Living Dead has to be the one with the third most releases. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're it, quadruple it, dipping on this shit if you buy it. I was gonna say, cause didn't that just have just another release? Yeah, I think so. But uh, the last two are the most Tim Grossiest movies on this list. And two movies that I would buy on. I, I don't think I'd buy any of the other ones, but these two I would. Nightmares and The Car. Nightmares I would buy. Lance just because baby. That, what's that? Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, because that one went out of print. Yep. Uh, that one I would definitely get that was uh, the one i bought off the bootleg table at some convention and it was taped off a sci-fi channel yeah uh the car no you wouldn't buy um, the car on blu-ray i have the car already on dvd oh i think the car would look amazing on blu-ray yeah, i see i don't i one i don't but two i think the for that you're not gonna get what you think you're gonna get I'm just gonna leave it at that. You would, so what you're saying is with the car, you'd wait to see what special features came with it? 
not only special features, I don't think they're going to make that picture any clearer than it already is. I think it would look fucking phenomenal. I'm not saying it wouldn't, but I'm saying there's a much, much better chance. Well, that's number two of what I, I would buy Nightmares first, then I would buy yeah, the car. I, then... I have no problem wanting to buy Nightmares because that that's truly out of print. Mm-hmm. But That was out of to, print like ten years ago. Yeah, I'm telling you, and I, it's hard to get. It's hard to get, but yep. I'm telling you right now, uh, the big pro, uh, the big problem I'm gonna have is that car DVD was really nice. Actually, you know what? Come to think of it, I own the DVD of Nightmares. I wonder if it's worth anything because the story was I bought the very first convention I went to, I fell prey to the bootlegger table and I got, oh God, I think I bought five four movies for 20 bucks i got nightmares and it was taped off of sci-fi channel i got hell night which was it was it's actually a legit cleaned up really good i have i was gonna say my copy of hell night was in alvira six pack mm-hmm. i have a copy of that i bought bad ronald which was a blank disc which pissed me off to no that w- i was gonna say that one i actually got for somebody before it came out and I can't remember what the fourth one was. But I remember talking to Felcher, Michael Felcher, Richard Pictures at that convention. And he, evident, I don't remember what the story was. I, he worked on Nightmares when it came out. And he was like, oh, you bought that from the bootlegger table. It was, it was out. Of, and I said, yeah, it's out of, it's out of print. And I really wanted it. And he was like, well, I got a bunch of those sitting around the office. I'll send you one. And he did. Yeah. And I, I still have it. Is it is it cleaned up? Oh, it's the legit release of Nightmares. On That's TV. cool. He sent it to me. I, I still have it. I wonder if it's going for anything on eBay. I'm oh, sure no, it I is. I'm going to fucking look it up. But that's, I, uh, no, I'm saying I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And speaking of another release, The Resurrected's getting re-released on Yeah, Ray remember Nelson. I was talking about this? Yeah, fucking, I've got all the... Uh, the German release, but is his Shout Factory putting this out? This come, um, let me see. Yeah, German label O O F D B. Yes, yes, this is the one I brought up last week. Which yeah, import that. Sh- I don't know. It's got audio commentary. It's got everything. Yeah, it has. It's a two disc. Now that's oh, what. Three. See, that is my only problem with Shout Factory. Um, besides jabbing people for eighty dollars for Blu-rays, but that's a whole other. Story. You can't. You're not allowed to bitch about that. You gotta take some bitch for free. <laughs> um, but honestly, that uh, here's here's the problem. There's still stories out there about some shady crap going on, and I don't care. But my thing is. It's no different than what MGM is doing. MGM just like gave up and said, fuck it. We're not putting it out there. Yeah. And basically said the shout factory, you give us, you know, some small amount of money. You do whatever. You could have it out there for a couple of years. We don't care. I still love what shout factory is doing though. No, don't get me wrong. Some of the releases. Don't get me wrong. That Prince of Darkness, Jesus Christ, that movie has never looked better. Yeah, I'm glad uh, stuff like Night of the Comet finally was much made more available for people. Um, 
like you said, Prince of Darkness. There is some movies that they've actually done a really good job on getting extras for and stuff like that. But there is some of these movies, yes, that need just to be released or be out there. But there's other ones that they poop out there and basically say, here's the Blu-ray of it, $24.99, and everybody bitches about the Full Moon ones or some other company that's making Blu-rays of smaller movies, and they don't look any different. But because it has that Scream Factory or Shout Factory label, oh, this looks like the greatest thing on Earth. Bullshit. I mean, honest to God, and that's why I said the car. I'm sorry that DVD looks Amazing looking. I do not think Blu-ray will do anything for that movie. Now, you want me to buy the Blu-ray of the car? Get me some extras. Get me stuff I'm going to want on that. Because I know your asses are going to be charging $24.99 for that Blu-ray, and there's no way in fucking hell I'm spending $24.99 on a movie I already own and think is the best copy of it to begin with, because there, I'm not saying Shout Factory, because there has been instances of other companies just putting the DVD copy on the Blu-ray. Hey, your boy's guilty of that too, Charles. I, I didn't. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm not. He is or isn't. I'm just saying <laughs> uh, what he did with Puppet Master One, Two, and Three are very nice. They look great. Subspecies looks awesome. But after talking to Josh about Castle Freak looking like horrible shit. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah, that Blu-ray he brought over at Castle Freak was yeah, and just VHS hearing, rip at best. And then reading some of the stories about what 88 Films has done, it's like what they're doing and what Charles Banner doing is two different things. And I've heard people like say, if you really want a crisp, clean uh Full Moon movie outside of the Puppet Master series, I've been told, get it from 88 Films. I was going to say, I don't know, man. That fucking Puppet Master legacy box set, I well, it's not a box set, but it's just one DVD with, I think it's missing one Puppet Master movie. Probably, yeah. And the newer, the newest one's not on there because it's yeah. a little bit old. They look great. Yeah, because I think Echo Bridge did it. I'm not sure who did it. I didn't look when I was watching it the other day. But they yeah, they great. usually... Yeah, they they do. They speaking do. Speaking of, I, I wanted yeah. to ask you this. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no, no. Speaking of eighty-eight films, uh, has Split Second been released? Because no. our no. our Scandinavian buddy Peter Argen like posted. I, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" He posted a picture of a Split Second DVD that he just got. Yeah, but I don't think it's the new one that. I don't give a shit. I want that on legit TV. I think, yeah, I think he found one of the out-of-print ones, the Region 2 ones that were, that are still out there. Maybe some other shady companies putting that out there. Hey, look, we can bitch about DVD shadiness, releasing shadiness. Oh, yeah. Nobody will outdo Code Red. Yeah, well, yeah. Nobody will outdo that dude's shadiness. Yeah, it's just, and that dude... If you go to the Code Red Facebook page, it's nothing but I, I go there for entertainment. Ago. Yep, it's nothing but fights. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just not worth it. It proves my argument on Savage Streets. I own oh, Jesus. I own a DVDR of Savage Streets, and guess what? <clears throat> I'm fucking happy with it. Me too. 
You know what I mean? That's what it comes down to. This is the other thing. Since we're on the subject and we're just ranting, especially me, about DVDs. Honestly, I mean, fine. Shout Factory's putting these titles out there. Awesome. More power to you. But like Troll. I already own Troll and Troll 2 on the same DVD that MGM already released once. That's why I say... You better be doing something. Do something more to entice me if you want my money. Otherwise, I don't care. <laughs> it's just, it's cool to look at. But I'm sorry, just releasing all these titles on Blu-ray and DVD and so many people turn it, uh, going to just Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu and all the other stuff and not buying DVDs anymore these days. I'm not totally sure you know, they probably didn't pay a whole lot to grab that library and put that out there. Yeah, you're probably, I think you're right. That, a lot of those are MGM. It, I know, uh, I'm pretty sure Return of the Living Dead's MGM. Yes. It was, the original DVD was released under MGM and then they did this big whole, well see, my only problem. They made a mint off of just releasing that movie alone. Yeah, I was gonna say, my only problem with Return of the Living Dead, there was a huge and huge special edition that just came out. Yep. There's no point. There, you don't need, you don't, and here's part of my argument, uh, who was it? I think it might have been your boy Mo Porn. Mm-hmm. That was talking about Army of Darkness. Or no, I'm sorry, not Mo Porn. Uh, Dustin Wade Mills. Okay. And they were getting a lot of comments. It was Dustin Wade Mills, Puppet Monster Massacre. Willie Bob. And, yeah. And Steve Rudinsky got into this huge, wasn't a fight argument. It was this conversation, and a lot of people were commenting on it the other day on Facebook. And it was about Army of Darkness. And it was talking about all these different alternate versions. Oh, it's getting another release. Yeah, alternate audio versions and the one that was on Sci-Fi Channel and stuff like that. Bottom line, long as you keep buying all these fucking copies, they're going to keep making them. At some point, you've got to draw a line in the sand. I it, did. I still say that official, I call it the oxymoron cut, of the official bootleg edition of that movie is the best. Well, yeah, I was going to say, the only, the only thing I did is when... That Book of the Dead came out. Yeah, I have all those two, and I kind of... I, I don't have... I just have the first one. I bought that. But once that first... I think... What was it? The first or second director's cut of Army of Darkness that not only had the commentaries, but had both endings mm-hmm. on that you could watch with the movie. It was like, I'm done. This is what I wanted. I don't need to buy another one. <laughs> I didn't need to buy uh, the Boomsticks edition. Nope. Or I'm going to raise your mom for another $25 edition. <laughs> I, those, I don't, I don't, I have all three books of the dead. I just have the one. Yeah. I, I, I keep them, I keep them in a cabinet uh, in, uh, in my kitchen. Yeah. Because they stink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I was rubber say, stinks, boy. Well, I was going to say, mine's starting to deteriorate. Yeah, that, that stuff, it smells like a gross old Super Bowl. 
<laughs> it's a mad ball. Yeah, it's, it, it smells like garbage, so it stays in my kitchen counter, or my kitchen cabinet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on, I've got a list. <laughs> now that we're done ranting. Yeah, well, it wasn't a rant, it was just whatever. It just like I said, it just... You gotta entice me to pay my money on is what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do a list. Sure. I was bored again at work the other day. And this is part two of Kyle's movies that he's never seen. <laughs> um, some of these I probably should have seen. You know, I always say you're never gonna watch everything. Yeah, this is part two. So, okay. This is quickly becoming a good segment. Once you people get yeah, scared let's keep this stuff. going. Let's keep this going because I do get bored at work a lot. Oh God, here we go. Kyle has never seen Hard Boiled. Kyle has seen A Better Tomorrow. I have seen uh, the other one. Uh, the other. Uh, the name is Replacement Killer. No, I've seen that. That's garbage. That was his first big one over in America. The other one. Hard, there's hard boiled is supposed to be like the big chow young fat. Yeah, it is. There's, I've seen a better tomorrow and there's another one and I can't think of that's really good. Please story. No, that's Jackie Chan. No, that's Jackie Chan. I don't remember, but I have not seen hard boiled. Has Tim Gross seen hard boiled? I have. It's been a long time. Though. I, I need to see that because I'll bet you it's fucking great. It is pretty good. It just, I think the time, has passed for some of those movies. I bet it's John Woo and a lot of doves were thrown about the set. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. I know what you're going to say about this. Kyle has never seen Superman 4. Because after the masterpiece that is Superman 3, I don't need to see Superman 4. No, you don't honestly need to see Superman 4. I was looking around the internet like a couple years ago and I was just like, I've never heard anybody say a good thing about Superman 4. So uh, the quest for peace should have been the quest for a better movie. I, I just wrote it off. I'm like, nah, I don't need to see yeah, that. Yeah, it, it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth like that. To go out it, on that. Yeah, it really does. It's one of those things you're kind of like, well, that sucked a dick. You know, just like, I, I don't like anybody anymore because I watched that movie. I've seen clips of clips of it on YouTube and stuff, you know, Nuclear Man and uh, Superman rebuilding the Great Wall, and it looks so bad. I'm just like, ah, nah, I'll never watch that. Okay, moving on. This one's going to piss off Rodrigo, I know it. Kyle has never seen Chain Heat. I, um... I'm not a big women in prison. Yeah, that's... But I do love Linda Blair, so... Yeah, it's one of those things... Uh, Trying to figure out how they explain this. I think back in the day... I do like Sybil Danning, too, so... At the time... uh, Should have you seen that? Yes. Uh, But... It doesn't matter now. No, it doesn't hold up nearly as well. You really got to be in the mood to see like that type of movie. And if you're not into those movies, no. I I would have to disagree uh, with Quast if he would say something. But I I it's if you like Linda Blair, but it is one of those movies. It just 
it, it's basically one of many women in prison. I'll, I'll tell you what, I know, I know Rodrigo had like a great idea to do, and whenever he wants to do it, fucking bring it on. He wants to do a Blair exploitation episode. And yeah. this, this will be my pick. Okay. Kyle has also never seen Chinatown with Nicholson. Hmm. I have a feeling a lot of people haven't seen that. I don't know what it's about. I just know people say that's the best Jack Nicholson movie, which I don't give a fuck about. Anyway, Kyle has never seen Mommy Dearest. Or what about Dolly Dearest? I've seen Dolly Dearest, unfortunately. I threw these two together. I've never seen Mommy Dearest or Alice Sweet Alice. Alice Sweet Alice, yes, you need to see that. Mm-hmm. That's still, it's still to me that holds up some. Really, I know, yeah. I know what it's about. That's pretty good. Okay. Kyle has never seen the Ilsa trilogy. Any of them? Never seen. I've seen parts. Never seen uh, Wicked Warden. Hair Again, of the it, like you, that is something that's never me has ever screamed hey you need to check this right out. I, I will check these out one day because i feel like they're like a, a big touchstone in the grindhouse type of movie i'll check them out someday just haven't seen them yet and tim gross is not gonna like this kyle has never seen i think this comes with a a, a caveat i think i think i might have seen part one but god damn i don't remember i have never seen the it's alive trilogy Oh, dude, I have it. <laughs> I knew you would. I, uh, I've seen the shitty, terrible remake. I, it, I still, I've not gotten myself to watch the remake. I'm kind of curious of it, especially because it kind of like, it flew under the radar. <laughs> like no one talked about it. Yeah, but like I turkey knew, shoot. Yeah, I knew it was out there, and part of me still wants to see that, but. Uh, also, I got some bad news for you too. I found out. Okay. Before we continue, by it's alive. Yeah. Ghost Shark Two is not playing during Sci-Fi Channel Shark Week. Apparently, they're holding off until August for it. Ghost Shark? What about the fucking Dino Wolf versus? Well, well, something. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't remember what it was, but it sounded like John Cross made it up. <laughs> but no, yes. it's real. That's <laughs> happening. And, uh, what is it? Lava, uh, lava, uh, lava shark or whatever. The, the police academy movie. The that, police academy. I refuse to believe that's a real thing. That's Dude, it's premiering Saturday night, July 25th, nine o'clock. It oh man, sh- dude, live me, you, and, t- and John Cross, live commentary at your house. <laughs> we should all come to my house and do live commentary. Live commentary for fucking whatever Lava Lanchula versus the Police Academy reunion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do it all in Bobcat's voice. <laughs> well, I'll do it in all Bobcats. You can't John Cross be hooks. <laughs> That's happening. But yeah, that is that wraps up the week, and I was checking it out. Ghost Shark Two isn't coming out until August. Okay. So, but anyhow, it's a live trilogy, dude. I don't care. You could laugh. The first one is good. The second one is good. Three is just fucking ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Three where they throw them all on an island, right? Yes, yeah, it is hilarious. It's a fucking stupid mess, but I love that movie. So I should start with three and work backwards. It's Alive 3, Alien, Island of the Alive. Yeah. You got Michael Morarty. You got Karen Black. You need to You see. babies on an island. I mean, I should have yeah. seen this years ago. Dude, the mutant babies are crawling through the jungle and just biting people in their ankles. Mutant it's, jungle babies. <laughs> it's great because, like, there's rich people there paying to go hunting for them on this oh, island. Oh, fuck. I'm watching this tomorrow. It's, it is the most, like, it, literally, like, like we just decided, somebody said, okay, I have $2 million. I won't make a sequel to It's Alive. We haven't had one in, you know, 14 years or whatever, or 12 years. And it was like you and I showed up at the meeting and just off the top of our head said, hey, how about having mutant babies on an island because that's where they shipped them to and rich people go to hunt them. We're going to have Michael Moriarty in it. And we're going to have Karen Black in it. And they're just going to start eating people because they're trying to hunt them down. <laughs> and they're in Karen Black and Michael Moriarty is trying to find mutant parents so the mutant parents can take care of Babies. I've and got a better it, pitch. Let's and do all the executives that. just stared at us and said, "Yes, that sounds perfectly fine. Two million dollars. Go make Here the movie. You go. Let's do all that, but set it during a Gilligan's Island reunion." Oh Jesus! <laughs> and then because they can eat the fucking skipper. You know why I think this movie got made? I think the Cohen brothers had something to do with this. Part three. Yes. That's insane. Because they uh, they also had something to do with the stuff. Like they. They got, like, they were into this kind of horror genre during the 80s. Oh, yeah. They've, they've made a couple. Yeah. So I think that, I believe they are involved with part three, and that's how it got made. I need to check on that, but goddamn. Because it, it used to be on Skinamax constantly. Yeah. I remember, the reason I, I our video store had the first one, but not the second and third. And I yeah, knew it was a trilogy, and I was like... I'm well, that was the reason I picked up the... I had always kept forgetting to buy it or pick it up, and that was when uh, Last last Cinema Wasteland. That, when I seen it on Ken's table, that was why I bought it, because it was on Ken's table. Okay. Just that reason. Well, the last one... Uh-oh, I'm getting messages from somewhere, something. Maybe it's, maybe it's Gary calling from the fucking abyss. Um... Yeah, he's gone. He can't get his internet to come back on. Oh, well, you'll be back, Gary. Don't worry about it. Um, the last movie Kyle has not seen, and I'm saving this to have Jay Scott back on the show because he's a huge Romero head. I have not seen Martin. Oh, good movie. I have not seen it. Jay Scott tells me I need to because Martin's from Indianapolis. Good movie. Okay. But that's going to get done on the show. Whenever Here you I'm go. Done. Here you go. It's... It's Alive 3, Island of the Alive, May 1987, director Larry Cohen. That's a magic year. I like it. Writers are Larry Cohen. Stars are Michael Morarty, Karen Black, Lorene London. Here you go. (laughs) I love this right up. Uh, Storyline, mutant babies have been placed by court order on a deserted island. court order? Okay. I forgot. I, I love this stuff because I forgot this shit. The babies had to have had a court appearance then. Yes, they do. They do because they take 
the sheet off and people freak out. It's crazy. Uh, appalled by the cynicism and the ex- exploitation of children by the legal system in the media, the man responsible for them leads an expedition to the island to free them. Uh, where are they going to go? Who's going to hire a mutant baby for it? Taglines. They do something worse than kill. They multiply. Oh, that is that is enough. It I was mean. filmed in Hawaii. It was released May of 1987. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think it had a theater. It just, a video premiere, I believe, is where it came. Sounds right. <laughs> See, I was thinking more 1988, but nope. Anyway. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, um, I feel like we had something else, but. Oh, questions. Do you got a question? We got questions. We got questions. Yeah. You got them? Hold on, Gary's. Gary's calling me from the abyss. <laughs> um, <laughs> on Skype? No, he's, I don't know. He's, he's texting me from his phone, I think. But it's just, uh, 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 what's happening? Something's going on here. Oh, he's going to try to come back. Anyway. <laughs> He needs to tell me he better have watched Island and Alive. Yeah, don't come back until you've seen It's Alive 3. Um, let me see. I, I had our questions. Uh, okay. There's, okay, not a question, but Tristan Arley Martin yelling at me because I haven't had any new shows out lately. Here yeah, we go. I got he them. does, you got where I, he does leave a question under Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah, I got, okay, you read that one. Ah, oh, Jesus. I have to go back to it. <laughs> we'll never find it. It's on Facebook. It's gone forever. Yeah. You know, the show goes really good until we have to fucking deal with Facebook. Basically. That's because you asked for questions. If there was another way, I would, I would do it. I don't know. No, you're fine. Fucking okay, no. Facebook, open it. <laughs> Your computer hates you. <laughs> Open it. Come on. I, I'm i going to get to your question, Tristan, Tristan Gnarly Martin. I love you, man. If it allows me to. <laughs> there we go. He wants to know, do you guys think it won't even get a second series after watching that trailer, or do you think this is the beginning of something epic? Hard to tell. Uh... It wouldn't surprise me if this was a one-and-done thing, like like planned. You know what I mean? Not like, oh, this sucks, we're taking it off, Hannibal style. But this could be just a one, one – it feels like a one season and then they're over. But I mm-hmm. also don't want them to hand, like, the Ash character off to somebody else and then do movies because uh, we've done that before yeah. and it didn't work. See, I'm wondering if it's happening. I was thinking this out loud earlier. I was wondering if this is happening for the mere reason that the Evil Dead remake didn't go over quite as well as they thought. I will tell you what, and this is a fucking fact. Evil Dead, the remake, is stars Flash Gordon. It is on just as much on stars as Flash Gordon was on TBS back in the day. It is just on all the fucking time. And it has been for a while. I, I don't know if that's got anything to do with the TV series, but hey, look. We got Sam, Raimi, and Ash. Uh, I'm in. Uh, 
give that the an honest fucking look. And I'm happy. I just don't want a million I'm old jokes. <laughs> I might as well watch a Jenny, a Jenny McCarthy, what, Melissa McCarthy. Might as well watch a Melissa McCarthy movie with just I'm um, fat jokes. Don't need to be doing that. But I got the other questions. Let's read those. Okay, go for it. Um, this is also from Tristan Darley Martin. It says, I've currently just purchased series one through seven of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which is your favorite character from the series? And which was your favorite episode or season? And this is a Tim Gross question because I have never watched that show ever. And I have no, I no fucking desire to. Well, I think part of it is too, uh, Buffy has become one of those series that, yeah, when it first came on, not a lot of people watched it, but also too, it was on the WB network, which wasn't, um, at the time, wasn't readily available to many people. Now, and at that time, UPN came on. Eventually, they became the same network and became mm-hmm. the CW. But, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, don't get me wrong, I love the movie. I was kind of skeptical on the show, but kind of interested. And once I finally knew, I finally got the WB Network, I spent the summer watching the whole first season in repeats, basically, after the first season. Really got into it. I enjoyed, I think for me, I like the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I seen Dano later on in the question said season seven. And Dano, was please that, feel... Was that how far it went? It was seven? Yeah, it went seven seasons, because Angel went five. Um, Dano, please feel welcome, come on the show, and we'll discuss Buffy, Buffy and Angel. You need to Anytime. do, you need to do Dano's show with that, because I, I would be, just as useless on that show as you would be on a Game of Thrones show. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Yeah, there you go, Dana. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, but Buffy, I love the first season. Just because it's all, it is one of the best seasons of, they did it perfectly of how to, uh, make that character from what it was, Christy Swanson in 1992's Buffy, where that was more of a joke movie, even though I enjoyed it. Hey, it's got fucking Rucker Hauer and Pee Wee. I think that movie's yeah. fucking great. Donald Sutherland, but not a lot of people. It wasn't accepted. No. Like, that, people shit all over that movie. But they were able, and I was very surprised, they were able to take this character and kind of make it a serious TV show as it went along. And I think they really built up, really did a good job of building that up in the first season. And for all people... Don't know this. Uh, Mark Metcalf, um, who plays the main villain in the Buffy series in the first season, Mark Metcalf was known. Why is that name he, familiar? He is Niedermeyer from Animal House. Okay. And he was in the Twisted, Twisted Sister video. Yeah. Yes, that's where he's, no, he's known from. And. But I'd, I'd, like I said, season one for me is the best. Uh, the Hush episode is pretty much a lot of people's favorite episode because it is, it is a very good episode. The whole entire episode, there isn't one line of dialogue because, uh, these oh. demons come in and basically they take the voices away from everybody in, in that's part of the Sunnydale universe and they have to kill these demons and figure out how to do this without talking. So it was really neat because it's 
any television that runs for what is it, forty-seven minutes in commercials, mm-hmm. you're talking about doing a show for forty-seven minutes that doesn't have dialogue. Is that kind of like the episode of Shazam where Shazam said Shazam and turned himself into alligator and then couldn't speak and figured out he wrote Shazam with his tail and turned back into Shazam? <laughs> that I don't know. Uh, but it, it was kind of like one of those unique things in television at that time. Yeah. Plus, um, they, they're they good for their Halloween episodes, which were really cool. Uh, just different things that happened during that show. Yes, they don't have their best seasons. Uh, season 5, I believe, wasn't one of the best seasons. No. Uh, oh, hey, everybody, about... Gary's back. I forgot. <laughs> We're talking about Buffy, right? Yep. Yes. I, I believe season four is when she goes to college for the first time. And again, it kind of went back to like season one, which really introduced. And that was when we got to see Dracula, which was a really cool episode. I just, but also to season seven, season six, I think was the one with glory, which kind of sucked. That was season five. Was that season? Well, that makes sense. Season five kind of sucked because of her season seven was awesome because it's about the apocalypse. It is about everything's about to be wiped out, and I loved it. I enjoyed what it was building up to. I actually bought the comic books that, for a while that continued the storyline from Season 7. I would have liked to see if they could have continued that even in a miniseries, and that's what I was going to say. Buffy, if Buffy was done today, it would continued, but it would have been in like a 10 or 13 episode uh, season instead of 23 at that time, and I think that's what... what Hurt that in the long run. Did they try to bring it back, or am I just imagining that? No, there was a lot of... It was more fans wanting that to come back than Josh Whedon himself, because Whedon... He was on to better things, I'm sure. Yeah, he already moved on to stuff. He talks fondly about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and has done conventions with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and getting together and doing those reunions, but never. there's never been any serious talk about... A Buffy show. It was it, just the comic. It, it, end, it ended really, if you think about it, though. It, it had a beginning, it had a middle, and it had an end. Oh yeah, yeah. Angel, it, Angel, the Angel didn't get that. <laughs> no, no, well, they basically. Uh, but I, the thing is, I do like the way Angel ended a lot more than Buffy. This is my. Uh, this is where I, I check out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I say, "Oh fuck you!" When Tim Gr- when I bring up Thunderdome and Tim says, "Oh go fuck yourself," <laughs> that's my response to Buffy. I just but it was just like I said for me. Uh, going back to it, it just I I, was, I thought it was really cool. They did a great job in bringing a character to the small screen that no one cared about on the big screen. I thought they did a terrific job of it. Well, I, do I go on the? Do, Okay, the next question is also from Tristan Arley Martin. Have you guys seen the leaked trailer of the Suicide Squad? If so, any thoughts? Uh, I haven't seen it, but I do like, I like the choice of characters that are in that movie. Now, I don't know who plays who, but I like Deadshot. I really like Killer Croc. And I think, I think, I'm, I'm in. I'm in with those dudes. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I have to agree with the wife because she's a big Harley Quinn fan. Harley Quinn doesn't look like anything special in that whole thing. And if you followed the Batman cartoons and everything, it just, I, the character was much better fleshed out in that stuff. And she just looks, go ahead. She just looks like a, a terrible stripper that they pulled out of a strip club and said, Hey, here's, you're the stripper Harley Quinn. 
Why do I have this feeling that if I Google image search Harley Quinn, I'm going to get a bunch of weird uh, fan <laughs> porn? Yes. Cartoon porn or whatever? Probably a bunch of pictures of Comic-Con people dressed as Harley Quinn, and then, yes, you'll Oh, get my that. God. I'm That super hot chick from the Wolf of Wall Street's Harley Quinn? Mm. Margot Robbie? Holy poop. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've always, I've always liked the concept of Suicide Squad. It's like the Dirty Dozen, but for villains, you know, in, in the Batman universe, you know, and Batman's always had the best villains, you know, of any, of any yeah. Superman. You could pick a superhero and he's always had the best villains, the most interesting villains. So, yeah, sign me up. I, I love it. You know, I love the idea of the movie too. I'll totally see it, even though they are kind of going the, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen the trailer, but it sure sounds like they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy taking B-list dudes, but, Evidently this... Ooh, I'm looking at pictures of her right now. She looked and, like a uh, meth whore. I'm, yeah. a Jared, I'm a Jared Little fan, so that's, that's the thing. It, yeah. it, it, I like the... I like the cartoon version of Harley Quinn that's yeah. hanging out with Joker and all the Batman cartoons. You can tell your wife I think uh, the Harley Quinn in the movie looks like a really bad meth whore. <laughs> I will. <laughs> now, now Google Tara Strong. That's who does the voice for Harley Quinn in, in Batman the Animated Series. Okay. Yeah, she's good looking. <laughs> Holy cow! Yes, she is. <laughs> she's got an odd shaped head, but whatever. Oh, I've, she did lots of voices. I fucking lost my train of thought. Okay, do you guys? This is also from Tristan Arley Martin. Do you guys think the new Star Wars: The Force Awakens flick? Will gross the most money ever beating Avatar? Yes. What's this again? Do you think uh, The Force Awakens will have the biggest grossing oh. of all time? Yeah. I do too. Yeah. And so it, lo- it looks good. I'm guessing everyone has seen the be- the behind-the-scenes rail that... That played, brought a tear played. to my eye, honestly. I was just like, if I, wa- I watched it, and I, I this was my response to it. It was like... If I won, and it's kind of like the Evil Dead versus Ash thing. If I wasn't interested before, now you have my attention. Kind of thing. It was like, yep, I'm interested in seeing that now. There's just one thing, man. If, if goddamn Han Solo just phones it in, I'll fucking be pissed. <laughs> Nobody phones it in in Hollywood anymore like fucking Harrison Ford does. Bruce Willis? Well, no, he's worse. Yeah. Brandon Harrison Ford is worse. See Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Hey, hey, I hey, know. hey. That hey. so bad, though. Hey, hey. Oh, jeez. You're, you're too busy paying attention to Shia LaBeouf because he's trying to start Fight Club, okay? No, fucking, I think... <laughs> look, man, I recently watched Fury again, and Shia LaBeouf is in Fury, mm-hmm. and he's really good. So I'm not going to fucking, you know. Well, that was because they probably teams. told him, look, you do this movie or you don't have a career. He's a fucking crazy person. <laughs> yeah. I, I will give you that. He is a 100% fucking crazy dude. But anyway. Do it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it! Um, Dan O'Klonowski says, Oh my god, I would love to talk about the Buffy verse with you guys, assuming <laughs> that you watched it. Yeah, do a Wayne Gale with Tim about Buffy. 
He would do it. I don't know it, anything. The only problem is it's been a while since I've watched a lot of the episodes. If any of the episodes I've watched recently, it's mainly from the first season. Anyway, Dano also says, also, as I mentioned in a post to Tim, Matt and I were texting yesterday about Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Uh, we're having a good feeling that it's going to kill found footage and Walking Dead, angst, and usher in a new standard for horror on TV and film. Should that happen, what horror films or franchises would you like to see redone, rebooted, or continued in the presumed new era of horror? I think he means what what horror movies would be awesome as TV shows, assuming this Ash versus Evil Dead is pretty awesome. Well, whatever happened to the Nightbreed? Yeah, that would be perfect for uh, a series. That would definitely be perfect because they could do the whole thing where the Nightbreed like become kind of like underground superheroes and Deckers trying to find them and stuff. So what was supposed to happen? Yeah. Uh, then we could have got Hellraiser versus Nightbreed. Tremors, even though they've done that, I think they could do yeah. it again good. And I will say I like the Tremors series. I thought it was funny. It came from the right place. I think the right people were involved. Just, I think, um, the people behind it weren't, like the executives, the money people, were not behind it as much as everybody else was. Give me... Because it, 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 I think it did well on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, I think that was what the problem was. It was on Sci-Fi Channel. Probably didn't have the budget. Yeah, but where else are you going to put that on? Mm, NBC. Ah, uh, they go suck a dick. <laughs> You're just mad because they canceled Hannibal. Yeah, but they would have they would have canceled. Well, look what they did with Constantine. Honest to God, they didn't even give that show a freaking chance. Mm-hmm. Critters would be a good fucking TV show. Critters would be fucking awesome. Oh, what I forgot I watched actually is putting this question uh, in the mouth of madness. Just throw Sam Neill into the different thirteen episode arcs, like Quantum Leap in different Sutter Kane books. Yes. <laughs> I would love to see that as a series. Uh, uh, they live. Was, oh, they live are more relevant now than in the else. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Uh, they live TV show done right, especially in like a George Bush type era, would be the well. Yeah, thing see, I was gonna say now if you're gonna go that route, you could go John Carpenter's The Thing, but I want a movie out of that. I don't want a TV show out of that. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say I want a movie, and I want it to be. Like the second series of comic books, The Thing from Another World, which picks up and Kurt Russell like washes ashore on South Africa. <laughs> I'm down with that. Super down with that. Because <laughs> they do have childs. Just Kurt Russell's beard. I'm telling you, that's the thing in the end of that movie. It is assimilated Kurt Russell's beard. Yeah, because basically it's like the movie, it, it, it the storyline moves on. Um, submarine shows up with childs in it. And Kurt Russell is found by us, like these people, and a scientist is wondering what's going on because these tribes people are starting to get killed off and stuff. And he finds out basically it has survived. And the end of that comic book that moved into the next, like kind of would be like the next series of comic books was four of them. Uh, thing from another world was Childs reveals that he's been the thing the whole time. And him and Kurt Russell fight in this Russian submarine. Oh man, I just saw pictures. I didn't. I did not know Will Smith is in Suicide Squad. 
Nate's dead shot. Oh no! Well, guess I'm not watching that. God damn it! <laughs> is he playing? Is he? Is his uh, former identity Hancock? No, and I I, I enjoy Hancock. I'm Hancock's one of those crazy people. Hancock's uh, okay. Uh, it's better than I Am Legend. Come on, dude. I've had shits better than I Am Legend. <laughs> you know what? Yes, the- it's yeah. better than I Am Legend. <laughs> The best thing about I Am Legend is that Mike Patton did the fucking screamy voices. When a voice actor is the best part about your movie, you've got a fucking bad thing on your hands. Anyway, I digress. More questions. Um, also from Dano. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see any of this, but it says, uh, Batfleck at Comic-Con, heartbreakingly sad or just the saddest thing you've ever seen, period. I don't, I, I don't know anything about Batman. So you talking about Batman versus Superman? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, it's just it looks interesting, but I'm again, I kind of left. I, I I I don't. I'm not excited. I don't care. Superman to me is a character. I, I don't care about Superman. I hope it does well. Let's yeah. put it that way. I hope it does well. I just don't care. Not like some of the people on Facebook that are like you could literally read their post and hear them screaming at you. Fuck all of yins. Yins are bitching about Superman movies all these years. You've been proven wrong now. And it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's like, I don't care. Look, if Superman isn't having to fight with Gus Gordon or fucking Gus Gus Gorman. If there ain't fucking Richard Pryor, is not. I'm not. I want Richard Pryor in my Superman movies. <laughs> you can't. He's dead. I don't care. Bring the, no. If he comes back as a zombie, bring hologram I fucking movie. Richard Pryor. In I don't oh, want a hologram. I want zombie Richard Pryor to fight Superman. I want fucking hologram. I don't know. I just Superman is a character I don't give a shit about. He's like just. I think that's a boring character. I think they just have screwed it up so much that a lot of people are like us that just they do not care. I don't. Oh, gosh, what else we got? Um, Tristan Arley Martin says, if you could only watch three movies for the rest of your life, and they had to be either Corey Haim or Corey Feldman flicks, which three Haim or Feldman movies would you watch? It's up to you, but choose wisely, like your life depends on it, or there will be three Haim... Or will it be three Haim or Corey Feldman's flicks? So if you only you pick, can't intermix them. Yeah, you can intermix them. Okay. I'm picking Goonies. Okay. I'm pick Lost Boys. Okay. I'll pick License to Drive. I'm gonna disagree with you on the third one. I like your first two picks. Okay. I there, I know there's one I'm I'm missing. Silver and Bullet. I'm, I'll put Silver Bullet in there as a as a uh, fucking. But I'm gonna I'm gonna Maybe. hand this off to Gary because I want to hear what he yeah. would say first. Oh, because he was full on Michael Jackson in that movie. Which one? Like the, the oh, Rock and Roll High School Forever. I I, I didn't say yes. this in there. Well, don't forget Dream a Little Dream. Yeah, but he he actually sang in 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 Rock and Roll High School. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> what about National Lampoon's uh, Party Beach or whatever that one that he was the, in? That is terrible. Meatballs Four. I own Meatballs 4 on DVD, but it's not on my list. Yeah, but I, I digress. Uh, Lost Boys has to be in there because I watched it too many times as a child. And it's got both that, of them. It's yep. got both of them, yes. 
Ah, uh, damn. Gremlins doesn't count. He's only in there for a couple seconds. Ooh, this is rough. This is a rough choice, man. Yeah, you got Minor Feldman in Gremlins. I I already got one oh. you haven't even mentioned yet. Jim Wynorski's Demolition High because it's a bootleg Toy Soldiers. Boom. Right oh. there. Ooh, I like Toy Soldiers, really. <laughs> Two movies I have not seen. Rock and yeah, Roll, Cool Forever, and Demolition High. I, I I like I like Goonies. I like Lost Boys. Definitely awesome picks. Um, first alternate pick, just because if I you know it's me, I have to take a bad movie with me. I want Watchers with Corey Haim. Yes, indeed. But my third pick with the Lost Boys and Goonies would be Blown Away. Yeah, it has both of them. This is true. Kyle, do you know what Blown Away is? I know what Blown Away is, yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I'm just just shocked that you didn't pick the Puppet Master with Corey Haynes, because I know you're a fan of No, 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 that doesn't exist. (laughs) According to you and Charles Band. That does not exist. Corey Feldman should burn at the stake for that. (laughs) Uh, Close fourth is Lucas, because it's kind of close to my heart, so you know, I'll I'll say Lucas. Oh, Lucas, fuck, I forgot about Lucas, that's a good movie. I watched it two times, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, so... Do you I ever just, remember a movie? Uh, you, did you guys ever watch a movie as a kid called Amazing Grace and Chuck? Oh, yes. <laughs> little white kid to... Yeah, a little talk. white kid convinces Wilt Chamberlain to quit basketball because nuclear weapons exist. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I think it's Wilt Chamberlain. That was a, that was a Showtime special right yeah. there. He's just like this super... This kid was a super good baseball pitcher, and he lives in a town where nuclear silos are, and he's like... I'm not going to pitch anymore because there's nuclear psych- silos. And then, like, all the other sports, like, dudes do it too. And presto, no nuclear weapons anymore. <laughs> it's just a weird fucking movie. I haven't watched it in years, but I've and watched then, it a and, million times. And then Nuclear Man happens, and Lex Luthor hangs out with John Cryer, and then, you know, put those two movies together. That's all I'm saying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking earlier, uh, I've never seen Superman 4. And Tip said, don't worry about it. Hey, oh, god damn it, my dog's got something, hold on. Hey, you, don't eat a leaf, dumbass. Time out, guys. Everybody should see Superman 4 for John Cryer's wardrobe alone, come on now. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man, if there's a movie I could bury more than Blair Witch Project, it is Superman 4 Quest for Peace. <laughs> No nukes, no nukes. I just, that movie's annoying. Superman told me to go fuck myself. Superman <laughs> should tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> I had to save my dog's life. It was trying to eat a leaf. There's bad shit in leaves, man. You don't know what's in leaves, dog. Don't eat that stuff. But, oh, dude, I didn't know Irwin Keys died. Yeah, yeah. Send it, put it on there. That's oh, a big yeah. loss, yeah. Irwin 63 Keys. years old. Damn, he wasn't that old. I just saw him. No, he wasn't. Big, he's in uh, quite a few full moon movies. I saw. What did I see him in? I don't know. He played the alligator. Another leaf. Come here, you son of a bitch. You played the alligator boy in House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah, he's... that's what it was. Anyway, my questions have disappeared. We've got uh, a couple more. Okay. Um, have any of you guys seen the Scream series on MTV? If so, do you have any thoughts? 
Uh, it's on MTV. I'm not watching it. Sorry. Nope. I, I had no desire because since I read the character descriptions, like, oh, well, all these white folks died in the first episode. You know, be uh, done with it. Any MTV, I've blocked up TV. It doesn't need to be on my TV. It's fucking trash. T- Teen Wolf wasn't terrible, but I, I, I've I, heard. But I'm still... it, it was it was more American Werewolf in London than it was Teen Wolf. Was there any basketball Duncan scenes? I no, I didn't even get that far. <laughs> It's bullshit. You know what I was watching the other night, Tim? You should watch, uh, have you ever heard of the Eric Andre show? That was yes. great stuff. It's the best. Dolph Lundgren was on. Oh. Uh-huh. And it's, I'll have to find it. It's probably on YouTube and send look, it to you, look, but he did a little the, bit. What's that? Look for the Lorenzo Lamas episode. Uh huh. But yeah, it's, good, it's good stuff. <laughs> it's the Dolph Lundgren episode, and then he does like kind of jackassy stuff and in between. Uh, they were taping some a bunch of black dudes playing basketball, and he just runs up dressed like Teen Wolf and steals the ball and starts dunking. Dolph Lundgren did? No, fucking Eric Andre did. I was going to say, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, the legendary Dolph Lundgren video is when he came out on that award show. Yes. And he started fucking rocking out on the drums. Elvis, uh-huh, yes. And singing Elvis. It was the most amazing video ever. He was breaking boards, he was playing the drums, yeah, he was doing karate, all kind of cool shit went down in like a span of three minutes, Dolph Lundgren style. Well, you ever, what is it, did you ever see like the dumbest videos? There was the uh, stupid white kids that kept dressing up as zombies and just going to uh, very, very urban inner city places and just walking up to basketball courts dressed as zombies, <laughs> trying to scare people, and they did it like... First three times scared the living crap out of everybody. The fourth time, there was a bunch of black dudes that just pulled out pieces. I was gonna say, why do I have a feeling like black dudes would not play that? It was like four dudes ready to shoot this dude in the face. It was great because all of a sudden it would have been legally justifiable homicide if they were. This zombie was like on his knees crying, like it's a joke, man, it's a joke. Anyway, um, Dano chimes in with his best Buffy. It yeah. said, uh, his best character is Andrew. His best episode is Hush, like you said, and the best season is season seven. So- sounds like you, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan Gnarly Martin says, that is cool. I don't know that person or that episode. I've only watched two episodes of season one. Wow. Bug, Bug Eater guy from Fright Night. Part two got staked and the master went berserk. That's all he's, that's all the farther. Yeah, the master is Met, a Mark Metcalf. Yeah. And Brian Thompson did, uh, he was in like the first two episodes or first, yeah. first episode. Yeah. I like Buggy. Yeah, because they, they, it's like kind of like a to be continued episode because he's, they haven't introduced the master until the end of, I think, like the second episode or whatever. But yeah, Brian Thompson is kind of like the head vamp. And that's okay. when Buffy's still learning about her powers. Um, we have digressed to a Buffy cast. <laughs> Buffy cast. Uh, Dano says, uh, Buffy and Angel are seriously great stuff. They are the nat- natural evolutions of the horror-based entertainment like Evil Dead, just without giant blood squibs. And a, hell, and a hell of a lot of pathos, as well as being the bricklayer on television for a show like Ice vs. Evil Dead. Part of the overwhelming jackhammering in my heart yesterday over the Ash vs. Evil Dead trailer was just how much it felt exactly like Buff, what Buffy would be 
if it were made today. You're in for no. one hell of a ride. Uh, Kyle and Tim, if you have never seen Buffy, I implore you to watch the clip above with an open mind. Okay, I will do that. I still, I just don't have any interest in this show. But it says, despite some of the middling but ultimately rewarding seasons, Buffy 4 through 6, Angel Season 1, both have, both those shows are worth their combined 11 season watch. Also, if you haven't seen them yet, I'm totally starting a Buffy slash Angel idea for the Wingale Variety Hour podcast ASAP. There you go, Tim. I haven't <laughs> watched either of them in for like five years. Uh, buying Buffy and Angel up suddenly just makes me want to drop everything for the next two months and do nothing but watch it in my free time. Fuck summer. I want Buffy summers. Well, what is it? Uh, Pivot Channel is... That's a channel I get. Yeah, that has been playing uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And depending, like, you, if you check it out, they play them in order. So if you don't have the DVDs and can't mm. find all of them, pay attention to the guide. Uh, I'm you surprised can... that's not a Chiller Channel deal. Mm. Currently um, on Netflix as well, too. Yeah, you, you could see them all in order. But bringing this up... I totally forgot for the, uh, can you dig it to bring us up since we're talking TV shows and in my realm of TV shows. Did you hear this week, Kyle? Um, it started, I think, Monday or Tuesday. The X-Files is playing on one of the Fox networks every night for the next 201 nights. Until it premieres? Until it premieres. In order. No, I didn't hear that, dude, but I, I've got all the X-Files on the Netflix. I'm going to go back and watch them all. There's yeah, big chunks I, of that series I missed too. Yeah, I have the first three seasons on DVD, and I've been catching parts of the fourth season on Chiller Channel. It's been a while. I, I've won all the seasons; I just never got around to it. And part of me wants to forget Robert Patrick was part of the X Files. What about Mitch Pileggi? I love that dude. Okay, yeah, Skinner. He's, he's fucking Horace Pinker for Christ's sake. Uh, this is a great question uh, from Craig Ever Earl. If Hulk Hogan and the Incredible Hulk had a baby, do you think it would be called Hogan's Hero? <laughs> only, if, only if that the baby Germans, would be amazing. Only if the Germans are delivering it and, and they put it in put it in a prison where each week the baby is able to escape and get stuff for other prisoners. <laughs> it says, "I see nothing." <laughs> yeah. It'll be uh, that, that, that baby from Baby's Day Out all over again. It'll be that dead baby, only a giant version of the dead baby from uh, Dead Alive. <laughs> and it would be orange. Yeah. Um, Craig Everdell also says, I recently saw Stung and loved it, yes. which bums me out. I thought that was out, but I want to see it. Uh, Tix is awesome. And big Love ass Tix. Yeah, Tix rules. Uh, big Ass Spider was a lot of fun, too. What's yes, some it of was. your best bug movies you guys can recommend? <laughs> Still Empire of the Ants is amazing. Good choice. King of the Spiders. <laughs> King of the Spiders, yes, for sure. Try to think, man, because I'm going to William just, Shatner. Yeah, I'm going to name off a bunch that are just... The standard. Nest. The I've nest. not seen The Nest. Oh, I have the DVD. It's great. The Nest was one we didn't have around Portland. I love that. Yes, I rented on video years and years ago, and when they... When they started bringing out Corman's movies on DVD back in the early 2000s, I was one of the first. I got that and Terror Within in the same shipment. I was cool. loving it. What about 
I, I, Drag Me to Hell has a bunch of gross bug shit in it. Yeah, but I don't consider it a bug no. movie. Now, there's a Randy Quaid bug movie called Bug Buster, which is hilarious. What? Are you shitting yes. me? This is real? No, it's from, like, the late 90s. Oh, I, I thought Randy Quaid now. I was like, I don't no, know if no, I want to no, see no, that no, shit. No. He's a bug buster all over his wife. Put it on YouTube. Uh, Phenomenon's like great, but that's just because there's a razor blade wielding monkey in Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Um, Mos- how think. about Mosquito with Gunnar Hansen? Love it. Skeeter was really good. I don't think Which came Peter. out like, Skeeter came out the year before Mosquito with Gunnar Hansen. Because, oh. just, I mean, Mosquito you need to watch just for the mere reason it's Gunnar Hansen with a chainsaw trying to kill. I, I got two. But Skeeter was pretty good. I really think Eight-Legged Freaks, and I know it's not a bug oh, movie. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's a great stupid movie. I was going to say, I enjoyed when I seen it in the theater. When I've tried to watch it again since, I just have trouble getting into it. But yeah, I totally agree with you. And since, huh? I, since I said Eight-Legged Freaks, I cannot separate that movie from Evolution. Which is also a great movie. <laughs> oh. oh, just to throw it out there, I did, with all respect to Mr. Joe Dante, is uh, the movie within the movie, Mint, from oh. Matinee. Yes. Still, the, the joke still make me laugh today, you know. Something uh, about something, the way that there's a picnic for me, still makes me laugh every time I hear it, you know. Get it, man, it's picnic. <laughs> black and white movie, Them, really good yeah. giant ant movie. Uh, Tarantula, also, really good. Isn't there some Mantis movie that, that attack, they attack Chicago or something? Some giant Mantis movie? Uh, yeah, there is. I was going to say, there's also the giant grasshoppers, which is the beginning of the end. <laughs> That's how it comes? The form of giant grasshoppers? Yes. That, another 50s black and white film. There, re- what, there really hasn't been a really gross bug movie in a long time. No, there hasn't, but, uh... There was one called Infestation with Zach Gillian, or whatever his name is, from Gremlins. Gremlins Kid? Yeah, which was pretty good. And there's another one, I'm trying to think now, along that realm. Um, Mansquito, which was like a like early 2000s sci-fi channel movie with uh, Parker Lewis, which was really good. Of course it was Parker Lewis. It's a sci-fi channel movie. I think it was, like, his first one. Fucking, yeah, what, in, in the string of 30? All? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Interested in them all. But that's all we got, so let's talk about Puppet Master 3 and 4, Tim. 4 and 5, four I'm not talking five. 3. I, Fuck I, you. I forgot you skipped 3, because you don't like 3. I, I like 3. It just, hey, no one talks about 4 and 5. Jeff They're Bird. Both Jeff Bird joints, as you would say. You're happy that Jeff Bird did not die making those movies because you told him himself? Yes, yes. Well, he he we we got into that that like he was people thought he died after that movie. Those movies. <laughs> no, Jeff Burr's alive and he's our buddy and he's a cool dude. Oh, you love that dude! I can't wait to see him in October. In a hotel on Bodega Bay, a team of researchers will discover a secret. The trunk. Stay away from the trunk. Beyond their imagination. For the moment, the secret of my magic and my puppets is safe. Maybe that's the formula Toulon wrote about. Wait a minute, how can Liquid animate these guys? 
Maybe they just need a little gas. A power that a demon. Showtime. <laughs> Will kill to possess. The magic that gives my puppets life was stolen from a tribe of ancient Egyptian sorcerers who pledged their allegiance to the demon lord Sutet. Those who have stolen my magic must die! Only hope lies in Andre Toulon's deadliest puppet. Rick Myers, you must animate the Decapitron. I am with you, Puppet Master. Puppet Master 4. Uh, basically, and the reason I picked these is because the other reason is part 3, as I did part 2 last week, and we talked about how part 2 ended, was where uh, the puppets were off with Camille leaving Bodega Bay Inn. Well, then you have part 3 where it's a prequel, they're back in 1939, and it's Nazi Germany, and... Toulon's trying to do stuff or, I don't know, 1939 or 43, whatever it is. But it's just the point because the timeline is off. But anyhow, Puppet Master 4, which was made in 93, back-to-back with Part 5, um, Guy Rolf returns as Toulon, but more as Toulon's spirit. And this is, like I said, Charles Band produces... He's just an executive producer on both of them. Jeff Bird directs both of them. But it begins back at Bodega Bay Inn. And a delivery comes to Biotech Industries. And basically there's these, we're introduced to these little evil totem puppets that start killing scientists. And then it flashes to Bodega Bay Inn. And it's a young scientist named Rick who's basically playing laser tag with a couple of robots. And somehow apparently playing... Laser tag basically makes you uh, try to figure out art- artificial intelligence is the whole point to it. Uh-oh. It was, it was done better than Evolver. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, Evolver. I have that. I, I have Evolver. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can see the, the video art in my head. Okay. Um, basically, uh, you know... Rick has a girlfriend named Susie. They come over. She's a psychic, of course. She decides, hey, this place is evil. Let's go check out the storage. They go check out the storage. They find a trunk. Hey, there's the puppets, because after, like, Blade keeps showing up in different places, and Rick just kindly explains that he's been here since I got here, which doesn't explain how the puppets got back inside the trunk back at Bodega Bay Inn, especially since this takes place after Camille took the, took them on the road with her, which, again, messes with the timeline, but basically brings out the puppets, they find the fluid, inject the puppets, 
And he starts realizing, hey, this could be part of my experiment of artificial intelligence. Pinhead slaps the one dude whose hair, he kind of looks like a, a racer head reject. And, <laughs> yes. and basically he wants to steal the secrets and take off with them. But he gets killed by the little totem puppet. And we just have, after that, little totem puppets trying to kill the puppets and trying to kill Rick and steal the formula back for the evil underlord, uh, Sutek. And you get laser tag with the puppets. And that's pretty much Puppet Master 4. I, it literally, that is exactly the whole point of it is Sutek is pissed off because he believes Tulan stole his magic elixir and basically wants his totems to start killing people. And yes, they do inter- introduce the Capitron, which I think the Capitron is the worst part of the whole entire Puppet Master series, besides the movie that doesn't exist, Puppet Master vs. Uh, Demonic Toys, where Corey Haim is... Feldman. Feldman, Haim, who gives a fucking rat's ass? Tristan Darley is, Martin does. <laughs> he is... What is he? He is the great uncle... Some, I don't know. He's just or great nephew. Got that powder in there. Yeah, he's the great nephew of Toulon in Puppet Master versus Demonic he's Toys. Fucking Ricky Toulon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was a horrible idea, still to this day, but just as bad as the Capitron, because basically it's just Toulon's head shows up on the Capitron, and the Capitron's just a piece of shit. But the biggest. <laughs> funniest part about this movie is besides you know the Capitron being introduced and the totems and there's not a whole lot to this movie because they basically split one movie into two movies just so Full Moon can sell more is they if you looked on the cover of Puppet Master 4 Torch is on the cover Yep, he is nowhere in the movie mm-hmm. wow never noticed that before yeah Torch is nowhere in Puppet Master 4 and as we're moving on, and I'm going to be talking about Puppet Master 5 now, uh, I give Puppet Master 4 two and a half out of four stars. Uh, it's kind of more like the family friendly. This is uh, because part three was kind of like the turning point. The puppets are no longer evil because they're killing Nazis. And they continue that storyline where the puppets are kind of good now and they're helping out Rick. And that's where we get Puppet Master 5. One, one thing I, I love about this series is... They just make you forget that Toulon was a total dickhead in part two. Yes. Just, just cheer for him after that, you know? Yes. Not only two, but part like part one where they talk about like he made these evil puppets and stuff like that. But part two, especially because he brought them, they brought him back to life for the point to him to make the more of the magic elixir. And basically he said, Fuck you, puppets. I'm gonna make a dummy that, I'm gonna, the girl I'm seeing again, my magic Elsa, I see her reincarnated and we're gonna be basically mannequin puppet, puppets and be immortal. And now all of a sudden, Toulon's cool again. And like I said, that's why I didn't want to do three because three goes back in time. A makes you forget all that, that Toulon's a dick. And two, it kind of like it is a bridge to show like how the puppets become good. 
I don't know why Charles Band chose to do this. Um, could it, I don't know if it was a marketing thing because at that time he was trying to sell the puppets and trying to make them action figures, which I have some, and try and do different things in that way. But I would have been just as happy if these guys were evil and just chopping up people for ten movies. I'd have been happy with that. They're pretty brutal in that first film. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah, they although, are. Although I find that I find the first one pretty tenuous and boring at times, or most of the time. But when the puppets were doing stuff, they were pretty brutal. Yeah, they were. And two, um, it, it was David Allen doing the effects, and it's very obvious in the first couple. And that's where the tide turns, uh, Kyle. Like you could see, kind of like David Allen was kind of stepping back. And in the fourth and fifth one, but th- it was just great. Like they had movement and all this other stuff. Like you're even in part two where Tunneler's drilling into that dude's skull. It's a pretty cool, gory mm-hmm. scene. So you don't get a lot of that. And that was kind of one of the things. It always baffled me why Charles Band, and I want to ask him about that. Why he chose to go away from them being evil puppets because that just seemed like. He went on and did Demonic Toys and Demonic Toys 2 and Demonic Toys 3 now and Demonic Toys um, versus Dollman. I was never a Dollman. <laughs> yeah, and basically Demonic Toys just stayed evil. They never became good because they were Demonic Toys. And it was kind of like the this seemed like it was more built to do a child's play run where the doll's always going to be evil. The puppets are always going to be evil. And it kind of always baffled me why he went that direction. When Rick Myers tapped into the secret of artificial life, it's the formula. He became the master of Andre Toulon's puppets. The future is yours, Rick, as well as the magic. Guard and protect it and keep it from evil. Now, his new found power will make him a pawn. And you say there are seven of these puppets still at the hotel? Between a corporation. Now, once we're inside, what we're looking for are six strengthless puppets. And a demon from hell. The others, are they still in the hotel? Just pick up anything that looks like a puppet. Something's not right. One will stop at nothing to capture the puppets. You think these things are dangerous? Oh, please, don't be ridiculous. The other will unleash the forces of darkness to destroy them all. Oh, you are beautiful. We have their magic. They're going to keep coming until they get it back or until they're stopped. Master 5 from Full Moon Entertainment. But anyhow, moving on, Puppet Master 5, which, let's go back to it, I just brought up the poster for 4, does not have 
Torch on the poster of number five. But if you pay attention about two thirds of the way in, Torch shows up, lights somebody on fire and disappears again for the rest of the movie. Well, where the fuck was Leech Woman? She is not in this movie either. I do not know, and it's one of those things that kind of makes no sense, because Six Shooter is introduced in Part 3, which is a prequel, but he's not in the first two movies. And Torch somehow shows up in Part 3, and he's not introduced until Part 2, which happens after Part 3 in reality. Again, screwing with the timeline. People... they, 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 could, they could have been in the case the whole time. They just didn't activate them with the serum. I'm just trying to fix fix these plot holes here. You know? Oh, yeah, I know. Believe me, I understand totally. You're just going to kidnap Charles Mann one day and duct tape him to a chair. <laughs> and you're going to write the book. You're going to just make him answer all the fucking mysterious that, questions that only Tim Gross wants to know the answer to. That that's part of that ten page article in the big ass book of gross movie reviews <laughs> that Kyle has. There's a ten page article that is me breaking down a lot of this stuff and trying to explain like you, Gary, trying to fill in the plot holes. Asking the right questions. But anyhow, Puppet Master Five opens up with Rick, the young scientist. He now has to explain all these murders and basically he's he, he, he's in custody and the police are trying to figure out if they can actually charge him with murder and stuff because they've just listened to his, uh, his story about killer puppets and, you know, the evil totems and the puppets trying to help him. And they don't even know if they should believe him. There is a really cool scene of Blade being in uh, the evidence room and cuts himself out and he's running around the police station, which is pretty cool. I kind of like that. I thought it was interesting. But after we get to see uh, basically Rick being bailed out of jail, you get five minutes of recap if you didn't see part four and needed to see part before you're watching part five. Yeah. All you got to do is watch part five, the first ten minutes of the movie. It recaps the whole part four. It totally Silent Night, Deadly Nights, the whole thing in about five oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. That just, yeah. So, of course, now they, you know, Rick is home with Susie, his girlfriend, trying to figure out what they're going to do next. Well, Sutek doesn't want to wait any longer. He's pissed off, so he he's trying to bring to life the super totem puppet that's going to kill everybody. And the guy here, the guy that basically runs the Omega Project, hears the story of uh, Rick's story and decides he's going to get a crew together and they're going to go steal these puppets. They're going to break into the Bodega Bay Inn. And that's pretty much the whole movie is them breaking into the Bodega Bay Inn, trying to steal the puppets and the super evil totem puppet starting to kill the crew. And Rick basically decides, Hey, I need uh blade. We need to go save all the puppets. And all of a sudden, which great too, because right before torch torches, somebody torches the totem and everything. Rick shows up, looks at Torch, and is like, hey, how Ian's guy's doing? Like, <laughs> he hasn't even been introduced to Torch. You, you needed that scene where Rick would go to Toulon's case and say, hey, okay, look at all these other guys we have to play with. We got Six Shooter, we got Torch. I'll activate you, I'll activate you. Let's go kick some fucking ass. 
Well, okay. I was gonna. Could I be a very just, blue. Could be very Blues Brothers beats the Puppet Master series. <laughs> yeah, it, it just and it then Scatman Carruthers shows up. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, like Rick, you never see on screen. Rick knows who Torch is. He no. just it's like, hey, I've seen you since the beginning, dude. When we were playing laser tag, and that was what funny is Gary is in uh, Access of Evil. The, those are missed opportunity. Yeah, new Puppet Master movie that's basically Puppet Master one and a half. Basically shows the trunk and has all the puppets in the trunk, like what you're talking about mm. to try to fill in these plot holes. It's kind of like Charles Band tried to do that in Puppet Master Access of Evil. Because it is one and a half. Because it takes place after Toulon commits suicide in the first movie. Jesus Christ. We, only <laughs> fucking Tim Gross would know this shit. <laughs> Well, I watched him too. I just didn't like him very much. <laughs> he, I love him. I love the Puppet Master movies. But anyhow, Literally. like I said, the uh, Capitron basically he destroys the evil totem puppet, stopping the portal, stopping Sutek, and then we're left with, "Hey, Rick, you're the new Puppet Master. Take over for me." Which is the spirit of Toulon telling him that he's going to take care of the puppets, and once again. We're left with an ending that you think, okay, we're going to see other adventures with Rick being the Puppet Master. No, you do not. And that is why I'm going to cover Curse of Puppet Master next week oh, for Kyle. <laughs> How many did we skip? Is that the next one? in the? Is that that is the next one. That is part six. We did not skip anything. Okay. I don't because... want to be too far into this, Tim, but did the, were the things called Sutex or Suptex? It was Sutek. There was there was there were there was three of them, though, right? There was there was one. No, Sutek is the one big guy. Yeah, he's, he's the, the big dude with the skinny, crazy, muscle arm. He had he had three people with him, though. Three. Yeah, he had like three little demon, or he called them minions. He just called them minions. They were basically witches. Uh, Sutek looks like a bad. Like somebody, like you ever see one of those muscle oh, costumes? Rock and roll nightmare. Yeah, there he, you go. Yes, yes, perfect. yes, exactly. That's what he looks like. And at one point, he looks like he's doing like the DX to the witch pot at one point. But those, those, <laughs> his three hangers about, so when they keep getting zapped every time one of the little totems dies. Yes. It almost yeah. reminds me of, uh, it's a Shakespearean thing, but I'm thinking way too far into this, but you know, Again, tie Charlie Band to a chair and ask him. I guess you know. Oh, dude, Charlie Band needs to have a restraining order against him. I'm telling I, you. I I, I want to know the real reason why the puppets decide he decided they become good. But yeah, the, the reason why I want to cover Curse of the Puppet Master next uh, week is because in between Part Five and Part Six, five years before he made another Puppet Master. What movie. was he busy doing? Like, uh, see people and. Uh... Yeah, a lot of other stuff. Transfers, yeah. four and five. Uh, what, why why made the puppets good? One word, Moonbeam. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Moonbeam. He had a bunch of titles for that, which I now own also. Um, he was bi- he thought he had a big thing in Prehysteria. Um, this is kind of the thing, too, where the contract for Full Moon was running out with Paramount and no longer was going to have distribution through Blockbuster Video. And... This is where uh, we lose David Allen during this period of time, and uh, it just J.R. Bookwalter comes into the fold 
which of for some full moon fans is the dark days of full moon and we'll get into that next week so that but puppet master 5 i would i give it uh two out of four stars i gotta say though it kind of feels like four and five are a little bit treading water yes but i like them these that sutek that's a bad design it, he kind of looks like a bad extra from subspecies. He does. Like, maybe, I don't know. He's just, they, they could have done better with Sutek. I like the little, mission, the little minion guys, the little electric head dudes. Yeah. Those guys are cool. Six Shooter's still my favorite. But I like Torch, even though he just shows up in a weird capacity. And yep. fucking Pinhead sucks. Pinhead has always sucked. That dude Torch sucks. Well, does it help Kyle Leechwoman reappears in Curse of the Puppet Master and there's no torch? There's just fucking something gross about like when Leechwoman pukes all the shit up. Because <laughs> there's like 20, they'll do like a minute of her just just go, Ugh. yeah, pre vomit. <laughs> when she's when she's on top of George Buckflower in part two, going, especially Ugh. yeah, especially Ugh. in the first one, man. There's like. Two whole minutes of pre-leech vomit out of leech woman. She's just heaving, and they're just, why can't I get away? I don't understand what's happening here. Hey, hey, the woman that plays that is actually, now Richard Lynch is Blade, according to part three. Yep. See who the woman is. Wait a minute, you mean Blade was based on Richard Lynch, or? Yeah, he's supposed to be Richard Lynch. If you watch part three, okay, Richard that. Lynch's character is Blade. According, surprising. Well, did you see who showed up in part five for just a little bit? Who? Clue Gulliger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was yeah rewatching that with a mullet. Yep. He he showed up. Hey, that he, guy's got a fine head of hair. Sea feast. Oh yeah. I wish which, I had hair. I wish which, I had half and, of that hair. Maybe after Horror Realm, I, I want to cover Feast. Oh, dude, Feast Trilogy. I'm down with all three of those movies. I'm not. I don't like Feast 2. You don't like the little midget with his giant dick running around? I don't like Sloppy Seconds. I love him, man, the punk rock. I, I, we shit. will get into all that when we get down the road and talk Feast. But I'm if not... John Portanova's listening, buddy, that's our next retrospective, the Feast movies. I love the first Feast the second one could go suck a dick. The third one, it was okay. I love how they just fucking completely go off the rails. I think they went off the rails in the wrong direction. Oh, no, I loved them. I loved them. Uh, no, little I know. Little Dungeon Master and, guy in the sewer. And, and, and part of the problem was, I did like the luchadors fighting the feast creatures, but part of the problem of that series is how they decided after the movie came out and it went to video, how they decided they were going to start marketing that dimension film screwed that up from the beginning. Well, that's another show. I just, they bring me feast nine. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a little, a little bit of treading water here for Charles man and the puppet master four and five. I enjoyed them. Not as much as Tim gross, but (laughs) I enjoy I enjoyed the first three much more than the fourth and fifth one. This is where the series starts going downhill. Is hey, Torch, in- Torch still had the best kill in part two. That's all I'll say about that. He killed that little shitty kid. Oh yeah, yeah. that fucking kids buy it. I love it. Yeah, he flamed them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this is like because 
this is where all the stories Jeff Burr was telling us was going on, because that was another quick thing I wanted to get into, Kyle. What, Jeff Burr's stories about uh, Charles Band? Yeah, um, at the end of this, the video zone, of course, uh-huh. and I, I forgot the very first video zone was after Puppet Master 2, but and I think I mentioned that last week. So. But this one, literally part five was supposed to be the last Puppet Master movie because they were going to do some ridiculous, and he was calling it Puppet Master's Trilogy. And it was a project that basically, like, it was going to be a whole other thing that he had planned that was going to go down with the the puppets and everything else. Like, it had nothing to do, of course, which, of course, it didn't, but it was a whole other thing. And during this video zone, he's also talking about a movie project that he just signed a three-picture deal of, it was, like, called Jack Kirby's something or another. What? Yeah. It just, if you if you are able to, go watch the video zone. Okay. And it will blow your mind, just the stuff that was supposed to go down. And Weird. Like, Charles Band and Jack Kirby are not two words that go together. Yes, and it kind of it kind of goes hand in hand with the Jeff Burr stories that we we're hearing that Charles Band would have seventy five movie projects yeah. on board at one yeah. time and be lucky to get one made that month. Oh my God! Breaking news, Tim. I just found a movie called The Whore, The Freak from Suck Weasel Mountain from nineteen eighty three. Is that even a real movie? It's a real movie, The Freak from Suck Weasel Mountain, 1983. Who made that? I don't know. It's on YouTube. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) We need that. I'm not watching The Creature from Suck Weasel Mountain. Sorry. Why not? I don't know. Yeah, we talked talked to Albert Pune during our interview with him. Um, He basically said that when I asked him about his time working with uh, Charles Bannon, Full Moon, that he micromanaged a lot, and that that was one of those things that not like a beef, but a thing that he didn't like working about working with Charles Band. You know, that's the same story we got from Jeff Burr. Yeah, and he'll Burr. have a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, know. that's exactly what he said. He'll have yep. three hundred things going on at once, and maybe two of those will go through. Man, if yeah, if I'm promoting stuff, go check that episode on Sloppy Seconds on the Horror Network. It's the Road to Hell episode. Yeah, because Jeff Burr was also, Gary Burr was telling uh, Kyle and I, he's like, yeah, there was a couple of days I didn't realize I was working on a Puppet Master movie. (laughs) (laughs) He thought he was working on a different project. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so let's let's talk some fucking demons. Oh, yeah, it's good shit. Because uh, we're going to talk demons one and two. The preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. It is a movie called Demons. Yes, the demons are coming, and they're coming for you. Warning. If you have the courage to see demons sit near an exit, otherwise, you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons, and who will not? Demons. With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. 
This is happening right now. And it could be happening to you. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals. And the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. Yep. And as far as I'm concerned, the, uh, those are the only Demons movies. There might be Demons 3, The Church. <laughs> or The Ogre. <laughs> yeah, Demons 3, The Ogre, Black <clears throat> Demons, Demon 6, that is a movie that only down, out of print Dan knows that got us. What are you talking about? I believe the, oh, that might have been Demons 5 that has Carolyn Monroe. Demons, I don't know. <laughs> I watched all of them. Does, Demon 6, I think, is the sect. That's a Fulci movie. Hey, no, dude, no, it's a different movie. I don't it was, know. It was made in the early 90s. But I like Demon. Demons 1 and Demons 2 are their own monster. Demons 3, The Church, is fucking awesome. But The Church is not got anything to do with demons. But Exactly. It, Neither does The Ogre, no. but The Ogre could go suck a wiener. Yeah, The Ogre sucks. Demons... The church has the best uh, person hit by a subway ever. It's the most amazing fucking effect. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about Demons 1, which I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it. Uh, the, the plot loosely is uh, there's a crazy dude uh, in a subway giving out free movie passes to see a sneak preview of a horror movie. Uh, these chicks get them. They go to this fucking rad ass, like, it almost looks like a church. Like the coolest fucking movie house I've ever seen. Metropole Theater. Yeah, yes. Metropole. And it's inhabited by an awesome, hot, super, one of the the hottest mm. chicks I think I've ever seen in a horror movie is the chick with the long red hair. The green dress, man. Yeah, 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 her. And she is a character that you don't know if she's good or bad. I like that. There's... Uh, Bobby Rhodes and his stable of, the stable of hoes, his two... Go, gorgeous Bobby Rhodes, that white suit. That fucking Bobby, Bobby Rhodes makes this movie. Like, he's almost supplanted from another movie into this movie, but that movie was like maybe a Fred Williamson movie from 1974. <laughs> they just time-traveled, sucked him out of that movie and threw him in Demons. But uh there's a mask, and if you scratch your face or scratch anything... Uh, with the mask, you turn into a demon, just like the movie says that they're watching, and then it becomes a siege movie after an awesome demon's fucking transformation. A, a really gross, one of the grossest things I think in horror movies is when that black chick fucking, that pimple pops and just... Still looks great though. Yeah, her teeth come out and her fingernails split. And, oh yeah. Ugh, it just looks gross, but, uh, if you're scratched, you become a demon, and then it's a siege movie, much like Night of the Living Dead, that I love. It's a gore fest. I don't understand why uh, there's a little subplot with a blind dude and a, a chick that show up at this theater, and the chick is married to the blind dude, but also cheating on him with some other guy at the theater. Uh, I don't know why a blind guy would go to the movies in the first place, but whatever, he gets his eyes poked out. Um, just, I think this is, these two movies, Demons and Demons 2, are 
there's a couple movies out there that I think are just really mean-spirited, and they don't give a fuck about the rules, and kids can die, dogs can die, they're just out, they're just, I, I can't explain it any more than they're just mean-spirited and nasty. These two movies in Halloween 3, for some yeah. reason, like, Halloween 3 is one nasty, mean-ass fucking movie. Like, they kill a kid in the most horrible fucking way in that movie. And it's, it's fucking great. But Demons is a fucking blast. If you haven't seen it, Jesus Christ, do yourself a fucking favor. What, what is going on in your life that you, you need to see some fucking demons? Uh, it's directed by fucking Lamberto Bava, who is the son of Mario Bava. Uh, I don't know what it capacity Argento had in this. I, I'm not sure. Because like a writing and producing credit, I think. Something like that, but he, he, I think he had some stuff behind the camera, too. There's a lot of lighting and influence and shit. Maybe he was, like, mentoring fucking Bava. I don't know. But there's a lot of, a little bit of Argento comes through on this. Uh, there's a scene where uh, a fucking, they play Motorhead. And a oh, guy yeah. runs through the fucking theater on a fucking dirt bike slash. Oh, that, that, that is, that is accept. That is accept. It's fast as a shark. Fast as a shark, yes. What's the motorhead track on this? Cause it's there's no a, motorhead track on there. Yeah, there is. There's a motorhead yeah. track on here. I think so. You got Saxon. Saxon. You got accept. Billy Idol, of course, yeah. with the, with the, with the cokehead teens. Uh, the adventures. Go West. So that, that's, that's a blast from the past. Pretty Maids, and of course, Save Our Souls by Motley Crue. Motley Crue, that's what I was thinking of. I apologize for... Best use of that song ever. Fucking hate Motley Crue. I apologize, Motorhead. Sorry, Remy. And Rick Springfield for no good reason. <laughs> because, just because. But, God damn it, this, this is out there on many releases. Tim gave me the... The Demons 1 and 2... Is it a? I don't think it's a box set. It's just no, a disc. This was an Anchor Bay set that they put out a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Josh bought the Demons one. I, I don't know if he bought two. The Steel Books, the really expensive ones, and he brought them over and watched them. It, it, the transfer is great, but a lot of the a lot of the extras are subtitled, which you know how I am with subtitles. Can't fucking stand it. But, I got the know. Arrow one myself. Yeah, Arrow put this out. There's probably a lot of the same good shit on it. Mm-hmm. But this movie alone is worth the price of admission, if nothing for Bobby Rhodes. Oh, like you said, Bobby Rhodes, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then in the transformation scenes, probably it's still one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. the transformation scene. There's a really good uh, Argento documentary called Argento's World of Horror, or something like that. I've got it, and it, they have a lot of behind-the-scenes of demons in that transformation scene, and it's... It's pretty fucking awesome. But Bobby Rhodes is yelling at people. Fuck just, yeah, dude, I can, I want to hold you out of here, Bobby Rhodes. It's a demon. It's a demon, bitch. I didn't, you know. I think the, I think demons too. Well, we'll just talk about, what do you guys think of demons? Uh, we'll get that out of the way. I love it. It's Demons one, is delightful. It is gory. It's everything I want in a fucking horror movie. Italian, man, you got bad overdubbing. What else, what else could you want in a movie besides bad overdubbing? Heavy metal music from a movie from 1986. Gore galore. There's gore all over the place in this fucking movie. Oh, yes. There's even gore in the dark. You can see in the dark there's gore, you know. Well, you also have satanic overtones 
or undertones is whatever way you want to say it. I didn't get any of that. Well, that's if you're paying attention to the movie within the movie that changes everybody into demons. Mm -hmm. They're at, they're talking about this cemetery being like this was satanic and the mask they found playing with it. Like there's a mystery behind this mask that you shouldn't go check this out. Yeah. With Notre Dame and shit. Yeah. I want that movie to be, I want the movie within the movie to actually be made. Oh yeah. I think that's fucking rad. Especially when they get into kind of like the documentary of the movie in Demons 2. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I love, how, how can we not mention the guy that gets the tinkerer of this whole D. Schmiel? Looks like Kano from Mortal Kombat. Which guy is this? The guy with the metal, the half metal mask on his yeah. face. Oh, yeah, like, the the guy that's yeah, that's the weird dude. That's the director. <laughs> he looks like Kano from Mortal Kombat, though. Or No, that's, I'm sorry, that's not the director. That's the director's son. Uh, oh, the, what's the other Bava? He did Cemetery Man, he did... No, that's Mikel Suave that plays oh. that. That's and, and and he gets it with some rebar, and that's badass. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a helicopter that falls from the ceiling for no apparent reason. Yeah, it's just everything in this movie Which splashed together. Leads me to believe that there's a lot of stuff missing. Even Italians, like, come on, a, a fucking helicopter just for no reason falls from. It's the not so much missing as much as they might it might have been there in the script. They just never Didn't filmed film it. Oh, that makes sense, too. It's one of those Italian... scenes where... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, Gary. I was just going to say, because Italians, they always seem like... Their movies always seem like there was going to be a lot more to it, but they shoot... Everything they shoot a lot of times gets on the screen. So it could have been one of those instances. Like I said, it was in the script, but it just wasn't going to happen. It's one of those scenes where I could say, I'm all right with that. It's like there's a scene in Shoot 'Em Up, which is an action film. If you guys have seen it with Clive Owen, just him yep. killing yep. a lot of folks. That's fucking awesome. He kills a guy with a carrot. Yep. And I was all right with that. <laughs> That's that kind of scene, too, where just a helicopter falls for no reason and say, okay, there you go. And, uh, <laughs> there it is. And then it knocks him with some demon's heads off and stuff. And that's the thing in that movie. And just gorgalore. Watch that movie if you haven't seen it before. Jesus Christ, yes, please go get that. I'm sure it's on YouTube to watch it, but uh Demons 2! Hello? 
get around to because this was almost impossible to find really this was this was a staple at the video store we didn't get we we had demons and that was it and i remember my friend jody from across he lived behind the alley had a sleepover one night and was jody's brother named michael no unfortunately no (laughs) i I didn't have reg and and the fucking skullet living in my neighborhood unfortunately there was my, I had weird friends, man. Dude, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but all my, all the kids that lived on my block, there was a probably a three block radius of all these kids. Every one of them, every single one, and we're talking a dozen here, are in prison right now. Jesus it, Christ. For me and my sister. It, and, and we lived on a fucking good part of town. You guys so live up on the hill, like, and over the get edge. Away from, get away with. No, we weren't over the edge kids either, man. They were all like good kids. Wait. They went up on the hill, didn't come back. No, they were no fucking Matt <laughs> Dillon up there with his little pea shooter gun. They were just shit. That's how it went, man. They all went to fucking prison. One's in there for life, I think, and I can't tell you Damn. what he fucking did. But anyway, one day, you know, my buddy Jody, I was doing something. I had to mow the lawn across the street. I gave him ten bucks. I said, let's. Let's have a sleepover. Here's ten bucks. Go rent some horror movies. And he came home with Demons Two, and it was or no, he came home with Demons. Demons Two was a movie I didn't think was a. It was kind of like Evil Dead. You heard about it, maybe it existed, but you weren't for sure because you'd never seen the box. This was way before the internet. You'd never heard anybody like seeing it. But this was one of the first three movies I ever got from uh, Netflix. Yeah. And I don't understand this movie has, like, a bad reputation. People don't like this movie. I don't – at least that's the way I feel. Like, I don't know. Demons 1 is kind of a landmark horror movie, but I think Demons 2 is just as fucking good. It starts out with a – I don't know. Was this before Die Hard? This is I thought it was. I thought it was. This is kind of like Die Hard, <laughs> where you're in like the super. They kind of play it up as like a modern, super high tech high rise. Uh, there's a documentary playing on TV about what happened in the theater. I think. Yeah, because you see, you see the the characters from the first movie at the very yeah. end of the first movie. Yeah, and uh, presto, fucking that makes demons come back, and it's the same rules as before. I think more blood, 
there's an, uh, a fucking kid that gets turned into a demon, which you don't see. Whoa. Oh, man, that fucking kid. The, but what creeps me out more, just like the transformation scene in the first one, is this one when the dog transforms. Oh, it's creepy as fuck. It's so gross. It's, it's skin splits and it's jaws elongate and it's just, uh, it's fucking crazy. But it's just a bunch, it's got Asia Argento who looks like Belladonna and is nice on the eyes. Uh, if you're into Bobby Rhodes, this is your jam. Yes, indeed. There's, there's ah. much more Bobby Rhodes in this than there is the first one. And it almost seems like he knows what's going on. He's like the same character from the first one, pretty much. Yes. I think. Yes. Come on, bitch. Get your legs working, bitch. Come on. He's all in the basement. They have like a super fucking like high tech bodybuilding workout gym that Bobby Rhodes runs. And he's all, you looking good. He's running around there. Fucking everybody's super huge and oiled up. And it's like, Lou, there's many Lou Ferrigno's down there. And then the demons happen, and we gotta get them cars up there! Move them cars! And de- just the demon attacks alone in this are great, and I think it's just as good as the first one. I think maybe, I like this maybe just a little bit more than the first one. There are scenes in this movie that are great. There's a scene where they're climbing up elevator wire and elevator shaft, and a demon is climbing behind him. Yeah. It's, it's in there, oh. I mean, the, the, the puppet, Slash dwarf slash kid alone will make you laugh your ass off for an hour. I'm sorry. I and you really feel for the pregnant people, like the pregnant yeah. chick next door. You're like, oh shit, that lady's pregnant. It's not gonna turn out good for her. I don't like Asia Argento in this movie. I think she's a fucking bitch. Uh, she's just like the most whiny, uppity fucking chick. Like, why do these people hang out with her? She's just freaks out over a dress. Just fuck off. But oh, this isn't this isn't her father's movie. She doesn't see you get to your titties in this movie. No, I'm sorry. No, dad wasn't on set, so no titties popped out, which is great. But what do you guys think of Demons 2? Do you think it's just as good as the first one? And why do you think people don't like it? I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it doesn't live up to... The first one was just that good. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it's the first problem. The second one, I think, seems more of kind of like, you know, kind of like the, it is a remake without being a remake. And just, I don't think people were into this one. I think they wanted to see the storyline of the first demons continue, keep on going. That's what you got. Yeah, but you didn't because at the end of the first demons, it made it out like, it was going to be kind of like Day of the Dead, like it's just going to run into the streets and all that kind of stuff. And it did. It, oh, but it, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, and not as much as it did. They didn't show it, but yeah. They didn't show it. I think that's it kind of like restarted, I think, is part of the problem. I think but this is just like, I don't know. I've always looked at this like Demons is happening three blocks over. And this is what's happening at the same time in this apartment building. Mm. I, I would love to say like this is like happens in the same night that demon the demons happens in. Yeah, and that would be better if the, if the timeline issue was gone. Like it happens like they don't know what's going on. They're all in their own little cozy ten story apartment building. Right. But and they haven't. Yeah, I guess I am wrong. The news till right then. 
Yeah. But this is obviously like a year later or two years later. Yeah, because yeah. they're watching oh, the TV show. I didn't think about after that. the after the devastation of blah 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 blah. You know. They, yeah, because the city had a bigger story that I'd love to see. Yeah, the city the city is cordoning off this time inside this documentary. It's playing on the small screen, and they're watching. We're going in for the first time, and it kind of changes everything. But yeah, it just. I enjoyed Demons 2. It's a good movie. I think part of the issue, though, too, Demons just it has that much more of a goo factor and mm-hmm. gore factor to it compared to the second one. The second one, I just I wouldn't call it a misfire. I just don't think uh, it was executed as well as it could have been for a sequel. But I personally, I still like it. I enjoyed it. Is it as good as the first one? No, it isn't, but it's still a fun movie. But yeah, there is a lot of horror people out there that think Demons 2 is a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire? There's no way it's a fucking dumpster fire. No, there isn't, but there's a lot of people that feel that way. Well, the problem with Demons 2 is once you get to Demons 2, the shock factor is gone. Yeah. We we went to the transformation scene in the first movie. That You watched that today. You're still blown away by... Yeah, the, the, everything that goes in, the teeth falling out, the, the pulsating. Yeah, the, the squibs, oozes, you know. just, yeah. The, it, this, yeah, I was going to say the and pulsating it's, and it's, and it's all practical. It's all practical. And it's beautiful. And, you know, you get an hour like, oh, this thing is coming out of the TV. Oh, that scene when that thing comes out of the TV is just fucking horrifying. And, you know, she's possessed, and now she's going to make use her demon blood, and apparently she has xenomorph blood now, apparently. Yeah. Because it can go through the floor and burn through the floor. And so you think it's like Die Hard. This is more like um, Shivers, or they came from within the Cronenberg joint. So I've mm. not seen that one. Where, like, they have, like, sex parasites that yes. affect the whole building. Yes, that's a good move. That's a good, that's a good choice. Yeah, I like where you're going with that. That's more like this movie, but um, this movie's it's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, in the upper echelon of Italian horror. Although I wouldn't say this is better than Shivers by any any astute of the word. Because... Yeah, I think this is better than a lot of Argento stuff, too. I know yeah. there's a lot of hardcore Argento fans out there, but come on. I'm not one of them. Yeah, me I like, I like three, I like four of his movies. That's about it. Yeah, I like Inferno, Suspiria, Phenomena, and... That's about it. I like all that, and I even like Phantom of the Opera. I like a lot of Argento stuff. I just don't get the whole... I'm not a big Argento Fulci. You've got to pick one over the other. No, you don't have to, but if I was going to, I'd be watching Fulci movies. Yeah, I was just going to say, I will pick Gates of Hell any time of the day, but I still enjoy Argento and always will. Give me House of the Cemetery and that 10-pound bat full of 50 pounds of blood. That is just, god damn, I love House by the Cemetery. But Kyle loves maggots, that's all that is. I yep. fucking yep. love maggot storms, baby. He, he doesn't, he just doesn't like Bob the child molester. Nope. Oh, Bob was bad. I saw, hey man, that fucking 35mm print of Gates of Hell I saw was pretty fucking rad, even though it was... I was- I was going to say, I've, it's been many years, but I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, even though it was missing the Bob drill to the head scene. But, Lo- love Gates of Hell. But uh, anyhow, yes. Yeah, Demons Demons 2, must watch for any horror fan. Great. Oh, yeah, good, great show. Go buy them. Uh, that's about it. What are, you, what are you doing for next week, Tim? I know you already said, but... Yep, Curse of the Puppet Master, Puppet Master Part 6, just to drive you <laughs> down. Well, 
I will give you guys a choice of what I watch. I've got two choices. Uh, either since it was just re-released and I ordered it off of Amazon today, uh, came out on Blu-ray. Uh, I will either be doing Deranged Ooh. or a movie I've never seen, The Night Brings Charlie. Wow. Yeah, I have a copy of that. I didn't, I've had a copy of that before somebody brought it out on DVD and it disappeared again. Oh, I didn't even think it was ever on DVD. Yeah, it was and it wasn't. It's hard to explain. Ah, okay. I think that might have been a Code Red special. Oh, there, uh, okay. No. It might have been. I could be wrong on that, but I believe it did have a release, but not a long one. <laughs> um, but, uh, what was the first one? Deranged. Came out what year? Blue. What year was it? The Ed Gein one. Ed Gein like one. Like seventy-five. I, I'd have to look. I might have a VHS copy. Ooh. Either one is good with me. Let's dude. do deranged. Okay. And I will save the night. Bring the night brings Charlie. But Gary, thanks for coming back. Sorry you had to fall into the zone of no return for a while. <laughs> Gregory Hines is fucking me tonight, man. Gregory so. Hines put his wiener in your butthole. <laughs> Gary, can, can we want to know? I don't know if Kyle wants to know as much as I, I do. I want to know everything. Yeah, what was going on? <laughs> was there house? a back alley knife fight going on at your house for a while? <laughs> possibly. I I admitted to Kyle after you left. I was kind of like, I was throwing and I was starting to pay attention of what was going on in the background more than the show itself. <laughs> Yeah, I had to go take care of business. You know how it goes, you know. Oh, no, I totally understand. The, 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 the beard comes with consequences, and it's one of those consequences, you know. It, but it was just, what was going on in the background? I was just like, what the crap is going on there? There's a drunken, there's a drunken monkey knife fight going on. <laughs> yeah, there you, that's what you want. Shockma versus the monkey from Phenomena. Fuck, there you go. I just want a movie called Drunken Monkey Knife Fight. That's <laughs> my movie. That's my, I'm on, <laughs> After after I make date rape Dracula, I'm gonna parlay date that. Rape Dracula. I'm gonna parlay that money into fifty foot rape rooster. I'm gonna take the proceeds I make from fifty foot rape rooster and make drunken monkey knife fight. Whatever happened to Sasquatch Taco? Sasquatch truck? Taco Truck is a co-production of Tim Gross <laughs> and me. That, that that the deal is, yeah. Sasquatch Taco Truck needs to happen. I even pitched that idea to Henrique and he liked it. <laughs> Well, there you go, Sasquatch Taco Truck, Drunken Monkey Knife Fight, Date Rape Dracula, 50-Foot Rape Rooster. Why am I not running Hollywood? I don't know. But Gary, what do you got the pimp on? Yeah, here? where can we find you at, sir? Uh, you can find me on Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, where you get the, the film and the and the, the audio. Uh, you can find me at legionpodcast.com. You can find me on the Sin Beef Podcast with uh, my new co-host, Dan Chase. Uh, you can find that on legionpodcast.com as well. And uh, my co-host and I, Eric Burstrom, do a sequel show, which Reb Tim's Alley called uh, <laughs> Sl- Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast, on Horophilia.com. Go well, check out all this stuff out. Uh, awesome. We recently found a pseudo-spookies, too, if you're interested. Uh, you guys want to come pimp it? Come on, show, man. I don't know if I want to watch Killer Dead again, Tim. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again at some point, but I'm going to get drunk. The next one that's going to be released is going to be Frogtown 2, so check that out, guys. Yeah. 
I need to watch. I, that gives me an excuse to watch Frogtown because I've never. No, seen it doesn't because Frogtown Two actually has nothing to do with That's the first. That's the Frog Robert Town. Zadar one, right? Robert Zadar, Rhonda Shear. Who yeah. else is in that movie? Uh, it's been oh, a while. No Roddy Piper. Jack Napier, I think, is in that movie. You guys know that guy is. Yeah, been a lot of stuff. It, it, it just it was like okay, we're gonna make the first movie over again with that much less money. <laughs> and no Roddy Piper. And no Roddy Piper. What about you, Tim? Where can we find you? Uh, of course, you can always find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks. Always find me at GrossMovieReviews.com, which I just posted something about on Facebook. I'm writing some reviews for Secret Scroll Digest and my cost shelter, which you could catch in September. Uh, also, too, if you're ever interested, you could buy a copy of my book, Gross Movie Reviews, The Wrath of Gross at Lulu.com, or catch me at Horror Realm in two weeks. Um, and that's catch about it. All at Horror Realm. Yeah, yeah everyone's going to be there, apparently. Uh, you can follow me at JSB underscore Boomsticks. You can like our Facebook page, pages, just search Bloodbass and Boomsticks on Facebook. And our website is www.bloodbasspodcast.com. And, yeah, it's all there. Uh, Gary, thanks for coming on, even though you couldn't be here for the whole episode because there's a knife fight going on. I've already picked my next movie. You've seen that, though, so I'd hope to come on. (laughs) What was that? I didn't see. Oh, it was called, uh, it's called, um, The Uninvited. It's got George Kennedy in it and, uh, Clue Gulliger. It's basically about a nuclear cat that kills people. (laughs) On a boat? On a boat, yes. Yes, I've heard of this. It, yeah. The Uninvited. I, there's a couple cat, I need, I need to see that. I need to see that movie called The Legacy. It's about cats. Or something. I don't know. It's just seen right up this show's alley, and I like this is this is the film I'm picking. Man, for you next said time. George Kennedy. I'm in. Not invited. Just put me in a house full of cats, and I'll die of an allergy shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Thanks, Gary, for coming on, Tim. We're out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again I should have known you'd be behind this fiendish Dr. Wu Your knowledge of scientific biological transmogrifications Is only outmatched by your zest for kung fu treachery Have you ever seen this being that large? No, not not since breakfast. I do not for one think that the problem was that the band was down. I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. Are you saying that I would cut off a chicken's head, put my dick in it, fuck it, and go, ah, you accusing me of fucking a chicken, motherfucker? I I ain't calling you chicken fucker, but over there looks sexually frustrated and I don't approve of chicken fucking. They're all gonna laugh at you! That's just about the finest smell in the world. Except maybe for pussy. Best of seven? Damn right! Greetings from the humongous. The Lord humongous. The warrior of the wasteland. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roller!
We have the holy hand grenade. Yes, of course. The holy hand grenade of Antioch. It's one of the sacred relics Brother Maynard carries with him. Brother Maynard, bring up the holy hand grenade. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? Are you fucking crazy? We are closed. Off the air till tomorrow. You'll have to just come back. No, but, but yeah, but... Whoa. So this is Radio Land, huh? The infinite turtle, the, the waves for the ether fuzz roll on forever. Am I the meanest? Sure no. Am I the prettiest? Sure no. Am I the baddest mofo no down around this town? Sure no. Well, who am I? Sure no. Who am I? Sure no. I can't hear you. Sure no. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.